0: no actually like this isn't burnout like i'm fine this is fun it's still enjoyable i just recognize that it's my time to pass it on
1: hook hypothesis evidence 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 top or bottom left or right twist conclusion
0: anyhow revenue
1: we lost over 250 grand wow
2: i don't understand how you do that what goes into a deal like this interest taxes taxes. and did you have that thought oh ai that's crazy is there a moment where you're fully out Today on The Colin and Smear Show, we're joined by Matt, Pat and Stephanie. They're the creators of Game Theory, Food Theory, Style Theory, Film Theory, and GT Live. And across those channels, they have over 41 million subscribers on YouTube. They started this journey over a decade ago when Matt Pat was uploading lo-fi video essays with his theories about video games. Fast forward to today, and they put out 11 videos a week, and Matt Pat is involved in every single one. Now, Pad and Stephanie came on the show to talk about a first-of-its-kind moment that made waves across the platform. And in this conversation, we talked to Matt Pat and Stephanie about how they structured their company, how they sold the company, and how now they're retiring from YouTube while keeping their channels alive. Before we get into the conversation, we want to tell you about spending a week with MrBeast, Ryan Trahan, Eric, Dude Perfect, and a bunch of other top creators. It was a week-long event in Montana that we helped put together with our partners at Spotter, and it was the second annual Spotter Summit. We got to hear from experts like J.J. Abrams and Dr. Peter Atia, as well as just hang out with each other and spend time together. Now, one of the coolest parts of the event was the spotter team demoing their new AI tools specifically designed to help creators brainstorm. All right, I'm gonna show you how some of these tools work. This is Idea Generator. It's where you can take a title or a concept and get variations of that title and then actually get illustrated mock-ups of thumbnails that can give you an idea of how this video could come to life. You can also go straight to Thumbnail Explorer and just type in title ideas and see illustrated mock-ups for thumbnails. This really helps conceptualize your ideas and have a better understanding of what you would shoot or design for your packaging. And this is a tool I've been using a lot. It's called Idea Workshop. It's where you can put in an idea and actually build out the structure of a video from the storyline to the B plot to the hook. So thanks to Spotter for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to check out the tools, go to spotter.com/slash Colin and Samir. All right, now for our conversation with Matt Pat and Stephanie. All right, Matt Pat and Stephanie. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man, we've Step already back. tapped into yeah. the main problem yeah, the that main There's a lot of controversy
1: about this. So, I Let's dig in. I don't have I don't have a moniker like that. I don't have a, a short rhyming mon- moniker, but some people um, who we know have actually just sort of given up and and gone with Matt Pat and and one time I've I've gotten Steph Pat. I've gotten yeah. I've gotten all mm. sorts of things. One time I got Pat Pat, which mm. I hate deeply, but <laughs> I okay. also leaned in on. Yeah. And so, in in certain groups of people who we hang out with now, that is my name, unfortunately. Pat, Powell. Pat.
3: Pat, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Just, That's in order, one. Yeah. just
1: in order to continue the cadence. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Steph, Steph. No, Steph. Unfortunately, no. no, no, Steph, Steph. I don't get to keep like any, and, and Pat, Patrick, obviously. Is not one of my original names because sure,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. this is going to come as a surprise. <laughs> my name yeah. wasn't originally no Patrick. We're actually
1: we're not siblings, as the internet also deeply suspects.
2: It's all right. the so, internet suspects we're married. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: We're a a not. Yeah. Oh, but we you're don't.
1: such a cute couple. I think
4: everyone thought we like slept in bunk beds yeah. in a single room. Oh, yeah. that's cute. That yeah. no. No, they're have, spooning you have together. You like a nice vision. You have yeah, like right. a, a
1: Jimmy Donaldson bunker somewhere, right, <laughs> where you guys you have your bunk beds and then you roll out into the rest of the <laughs> office. Yeah, it's attached right? to the studio, and we just come under the tunnel.
0: Exactly. Musk observes you from high, over your bed.
1: Um. No, but I didn't get to keep it in. So, so just it's just. It, it, Pat, Pat, no, but uh, Stephanie or Steph or, or any, any of those that you prefer. The internet okay. has given me lots of funny, funny okay. monikers over the years.
2: <laughs> well, how are you guys doing? Um, because you are retired. Not yet. Okay, but we're close. We're
1: working on it. When does this episode air? Are we retired?
2: You, is no, Matthew you retired. You'll be close. Yeah. yeah you'll okay. Be close, you'll be but close. But, but it, okay. there's also a potential. Someone's watching this, and you're sure. a year retired. Who knows? Yeah, Ooh, that's, fair. that's
4: true. Yeah. Yeah. Will you be almost retired? You're also like the conversation of YouTube at the moment. No, well,
3: yeah. thank you. Every Who, day, at least in thought?
4: this moment, a new video comes out. that's like mm. on YouTube retirement.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. How totally- wild is
1: that? That was that's super interesting. I think.
0: I think, you know, so to answer your first question, how's it feel? Great. Um, it feels good at this point as we're filming it, uh, to be in an end game and to see an end in sight. Um, one that's been a long time coming and one that we've been prepping for for years at this point. Um, so there's a sense of freedom to that. But also, like I said, it's, it's not the end by any means. You know, uh, we are still working behind the scenes. We're still working on a lot of really exciting projects, uh, that are for our audience and for the fan base. Uh, and and it's a new opportunity to learn. And I think that's the biggest thing about all of this is we're excited to open the door to new projects that get us learning again. We've been in YouTube doing videos for the last 13 years, and we know it really well. We know the algorithms. We know optimization, our audience. You know, we've covered every IP under the sun. And it's and one it's of the, like a new day. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's kind
1: of it's kind of cool because it's a new day.
4: Like the emotion is relatable, but the experience mm-hmm. is very rare.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, yeah. I, I don't. We don't know many stories, if at all, of creators who sell their channels mm-hmm. completely, one hundred percent, yep, hundred percent, and then come up with a way to get off the channel. Like the, the core, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, it, like the yeah. core motto of YouTube yeah. is like broadcast yourself. Yeah, right. Apparently, it's not scalable. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, and it, it, I mean, it, it is tricky, right? And and that goes to probably a whole nother conversation, which is how the channel operates, yeah. right? And the way that we've always seen the channel operating, where we've always seen it as there being three hooks in the wall, right? There are people who watch our channel because they like me as Matt Pat, They like me as a host. He's funny, he's wacky, he's relatable, whatever. Then there's the other hook in the wall of, they like the format. They like the show of mm-hmm. theory. They like you know? the
1: predictability of, you know, Opening line, hook, hypothesis, evidence, 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 twist, conclusion. Mm-hmm. That is every single episode. It's mm-hmm. extremely predictable. Every single time it has the exact same format. It's comforting. It's a lot of people's like comfort content as well. It's reliable. It's produced every single week with no breaks for the last decade. Mm-hmm. So you can always count on it being there, right? So there's there's the format. And then yeah. like there's one other. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and
0: then the third one is the IP that we're talking about or the subject matter that we're talking about, yeah. right? Like people who... Might, might not know what theorizing is or might not know kind of the structure. They don't know who I am, but are interested in the topic, right? Like, I wore edible underwear, and what's that like? Or let's talk about Lethal Company, the video game. Yeah, they're you know? really
1: big fans of Gravity Falls, the the animated show from Disney, you know? And they're like, oh my gosh, I just love this IP. I remember this IP, or I want to know more about this IP. Let me watch this particular episode. And so they're sort of, you know, these sort of like revolving door viewers who are there for the episodes that they're really interested in. Maybe they duck out for a few, maybe they're back for some, you know, that kind of thing. And there's always something to sort of bring people back no matter what reason they're coming in for.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's the nice thing about it, right? Is, is that idea of, yes, one of those hooks goes away with, with our departure, but the other two hooks remain and hopefully sustain and, and continue while a new hook kind of finds its footing and finds their audience and finds their unique voice within the format. And it grows from there.
2: Do you have the inverse hook personally? Like your you your days for a large portion of your life have been anchored by your connection to this audience. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I thought about that while watching your, your goodbye video, mm-hmm. 18 million people to on this day yeah. have watched that yeah. and it'll be more over the next week or so. Yeah. Like. There is an inverse to being a YouTuber that actually we talked about with, with Brittany Broski, and I mm-hmm. think Hank Green did an episode on on that, calling it the parasocial relationship, like the opposite, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the inverse of the parasocial relationship mm-hmm. that like you've been hooked into them. Yeah, I also. mean, oh, hundred percent. And I, you can't not be.
1: You like can't I not don't, be. There's no way. I don't think there's any way to to work on the platform and not and not be right. Content, well, right?
0: and and that's the. I mean, that's why that announcement video and this decision is so hard. Yeah, and that's why I'm crying so much throughout that announcement video, so to be honest, much. right? Wow. Like so, so much. So that much was the crying. third
1: time he re- tried to record that video as well. And, Oh, I, that was probably the least tears.
2: The yeah. first, was, the first it was, it was one was wet and just, oh. it, was, it was pretty <laughs> wet and sloppy for sure. But, Honestly, the good looking cry. Cause oh, I, as yeah, I watched that, yeah. I was like, Thanks. I don't think I can cry like this. I,
4: like, right? I cry, yeah. wh- it's not bad. My, my eyes can't, get all
0: like, puffy. My face oh, turns sure. red. So a lot of yeah. snot. when no I am <laughs> wow. Okay. And a lot of like, yeah. you know, no. like a I, lot of stuttering. I do have very narrow nasal cavities, mm. so that's probably why the snot doesn't flow There's Which was optimal in there for there at that all. video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that, I've been I've been primed for that for years. That's a requirement for retiring. Yeah. Just make sure
1: you have you um you know what is it the deviated septum so that nothing nothing goes through your nasal cavities at all and you're great.
2: Yeah. He doesn't have any snot introduced. You introduced. like Like, there is the classic YouTuber apology video. Yeah. But you introduced now probably the model for the retirement video. (laughs) Thank you. Like, like, oh, that's what it looks like when you – I mean, it was was also odd that it was a week of announcements, right? Yeah. Is that just, I guess, turn of the year or like – did you talk to Tom Scott? And- <laughs> yeah. He and I <laughs> coordinated. We're like, hey, like let's, let's start a
0: super trend on <laughs> let's, YouTube. Yeah, let's let's do let's this. Do this him Matt and and I. Yeah, I'm actually like, glad that just- you
1: said that it, it set the bar because we were very worried after the Tom Scott video. We were like, right. dang it.
4: I got a Tom so Scott video high. getting yeah. in the hot air balloon, right. Hel- helicopter. helicopter, whatever yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. like floating like, off right. into the sunset. How do you
1: follow that? We literally, we had a conversation that with night. With tears. We were like, oh,
4: yeah. shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know, what are we you, doing? you can only follow with, it with tears. With, yeah. with
0: sincerity
3: <laughs> and love. <laughs>
0: thank you. No, um, no we, were, we were a little bit worried that like, oh man, are people going to think that this decision is coming because someone else did it? And it's like, no, like yeah, yeah. this has been years in I can in vouch
2: because we talked about it. Yeah, right. We've, We've talked, talked about, about it for a long time. A long time.
0: And yeah. I mean, we did a speech about how to exit YouTube back in 2019.
2: Yeah,
1: no one knows this, but we did a, a keynote on the VidCon industry stage um, back in 2019, which was which was the first time we were we were thinking about this. Like, this is how far back this just discussion goes. Not even like necessarily actions around it, but our son was born in 2018. And in 2019, we were like, what are we going to do? long-term like what like really like really and if you i'm sure you guys have had that you have families you've you know you've you've talked about this right somewhere behind the scenes you've talked about sure Mm -hmm. what are you what are you going to do what are you going to be doing in 10 years like how how is this story going to unfold for you and that's when we first started thinking about it really and in 2019 we gave this keynote at vidcon about like okay these are the ways that youtubers can exit and they're exactly the same ways that we talked about literally last week they can Um, they can kind of just like, you know, fizzle out on the platform. You get to the point where you don't need to do it anymore or whatever, but you just kind of keep doing it. And your fan base kind of slowly whittles away. Not any fault of your own, just nothing stays popular forever, right? You can, you can sell your business um, or you can, you know, just decide one day that you're going to stop uploading, right? And in order to know how you're going to exit, our whole point back in 2019 was that as you are building a YouTube channel, and that was what everyone is, interested in. No one wanted to come to a a VidCon presentation about exiting YouTube in 2019. But our whole point was, as you are building your channel, as you're building your creator business, you have to know where you're going in order to get there. You don't know if you've succeeded as a creator business if you don't know what the end goal is, right? What is Mm -hmm. the ending? And so you pick your ending and then you write the story that you want to get there.
0: Yeah. And 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 that was the point. And the way you structure your channel is... Going to fundamentally dictate what is and isn't available to you. I mean, your first question at the beginning of this was not many people have been able to do this. And that's because these sorts of channels that we have are very rare. You know, you can't have a Markiplier sell his channel or have someone step in as the next Markiplier. You, it, it is, you know, it's the same thing with the Jenna Marbles. Ray William Johnson back in the day had equals three. I would say and that, that probably was very the same rare. for us. Yeah, very much so. A channel
4: called Colin and Samir.
0: Right. Yeah. When, when it's tied yeah. to your name and personality, you can't do that. but We are just talking
1: about how you guys can't even – you can't shave. You can't cut your hair because then the, what happens to the logo, right? right? To, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone can feel, but we're in a
2: prison right now. I'm yeah. stuck like this. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can feel. You, you don't get to
0: choose your facial <laughs> hair, right? But, uh, but I want to choose my facial hair, right? And yeah. so it's one of those things where, you know, we – Early on, because we've been, we're older than dirt, right? Like we've been around for 13 years. We've been consulting YouTube channels. And when you big say that, though,
2: we're, we're kind of in the same age. Oh, no, yeah, know, know, so, yeah. are,
0: so we have to say that now, too. I, well, I own that I'm older yeah. than dirt. You don't have to. You don't to. have to. You <laughs> guys are
2: so it. fresh-faced it, and I'm, It's beautiful. right on my face. Yeah. So it's, yeah, what can you do? I got gray beard.
0: Right, but, but it's one of those things like, you know, we've been thinking about and analyzing and consulting YouTube channels, brands, big businesses in the space for over a decade, right? And over analyzing everything since our earliest videos. That is how this business has become what it was. And at a certain point early on, we recognize the value of having a format that's personality-driven. Because mm-hmm. when you break down content, it's either a format or it's personality. And the personality gets audience loyalty. It's, 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 it's a hook in the wall. It's the thing that people relate to. I like that host. I like their style, but the format is the thing that gives it longevity and, and can live on beyond that personality. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in the earliest days of game theory, back when that was the only channel, it was pure format. I did not insert myself at all. Like I was there and I was the host, right. but there weren't personal stories. I didn't appear on camera. There was nothing about me as, as a person, but then around the era of like, what would it have been generation three of YouTube where you started to see the Let's players taking off and you saw the the OG YouTubers really starting to grow things like that? I'm like, oh, but there's a secret sauce here about personality as well. And it's okay for me to insert myself into this. And it's okay for me to suddenly be a part of this narrative as well. Let's put those two things together and kind of grow as a unit.
2: I, I just, out of pure curiosity, when I watched your goodbye video, I thought, well, why not do in like a voice
0: clone? Mm-hmm. Oh AI,
2: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Did you have that thought of like keep Matt Pat's voice? I mean, because a large yeah. portion of the videos, you don't you don't need to be on camera, right? And it's it, like when I thought about what's done really well, it is the research, the writing, mm-hmm. the you know pacing. The, there's like a DNA that could be. Replicated. Yeah, I'm the, I'm
0: the weakest yep. part of the episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just garbage. The, the the formats will do better without me. To be yeah. honest, um, no. Like there there was thoughts. I mean, you think yeah. through all the different right. possibilities. I mean, Steph and I are nothing if not overthinkers. That kind of goes with the territory, right? Um, Over analyzers, looking at all the different kind of like long term ramifications of things. But I mean, you don't. One of the big parts of this decision is not wanting to just become talent. And like every script I touch and every script I approve and every Mm -hmm. script I have polished to my voice and has passed a certain level of research that I understand and trust from our team. So that way it's not just me as a mouthpiece. And it's, it's really important for me and I think for online creators, but especially the theorist brand of like, hey, we are actual humans here and we are doing this and, and it is still us on the couch. And I'm representing this research that I have done and, and I'm, I'm a trustworthy source to you. Right. And one of the reasons why it's like, hey, it doesn't make sense for me to just stand here and speak the words of other people. It's like, that that doesn't feel true. That doesn't feel authentic, right? It's mm-hmm. it's such a buzzword in the YouTube space that it's so played out. But I mean, there is no denying that it that it works and that it is really, again, the heartbeat of what makes a channel and an online brand work. And so if if my team is doing most of the research, and if if Lee is doing all that film theory, and if 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 Tom is doing all the game theory, and Amy's helping supply him with the style theory stuff, like they should be the ones representing that at this point. Like this is this is their show and i'm just a filter for it i'm just a front and they it they deserve and they've earned the rights to step forward and kind of take that place for themselves
1: yeah there there shouldn't be any news anchors right like mm-hmm. youtube shouldn't be a place where there are news anchors and you're just getting fed lines or getting um fed stuff off of a teleprompter and that's one of the things that we've actually hammered home to them as well because we we have this like you know we have this like team that's much much bigger than we could have ever imagined a team that we would have and we have our creative directors who are like ready they're like eager, they're like ready to to step up to this plate. And behind them, we also have a support team of writers as well. And for a long time, we didn't, we didn't have any of that, right? And so one of the things that we've also really instilled onto the creative directors is, hey, never lose your voice here. And we have a great team of writers and they do excellent research, but that doesn't mean that whoever is speaking those words shouldn't have touched every script and have had their voice really come through. And so when when we're talking to them about, you know, sort of words of wisdom for as they go forward and they continue to become more and more autonomous in these roles is don't lose yourself and don't compromise yourself and your voice because that's what audiences respond to. Mm -hmm. They care that Lee loves guitar picks and and Mm -hmm. collects them and that um, Amy is like a D and D aficionado. Like that's the kind of stuff that people latch onto. That's not something that some writer can just like put a generic joke in there for you. You have to be able to tell authentic stories mm-hmm. about yourself. And that's what makes you a trustworthy person for everything else. Right? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, at the, you, you mentioned before the, the, what was it? The Arab Arab social, what the the reverse of parasocial? The oh, inter- oh, Sarah, Sarah, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but I go. mean, like that is, again, that's, would it be easy for me to just, yeah offload the the responsibility to an ai voice or let other people handle all that work and do i get those hours of my life back yeah you know but but i have a responsibility to our audience mm. to take care of them and to make sure that the content that they're being delivered is is of a certain quality and is is going to be entertaining and educational to them and something that is is made with love and fandom and support and enthusiasm and that is a, a guiding ethos and that's again that's that that reverse, that serapocial relationship with them, that's what I owe them because they've trusted me yeah. with their view and with their support for all these years. Yeah.
1: I mean, you guys have been on this platform for a long time, mm-hmm. right? Retirement? Anytime? Mm-hmm. Are you, what are What are your thoughts? Can YouTubers retire and will you do it?
2: So I have this thought all the time yeah. that when we sold our first channel, mm-hmm. so we sold La Crosse Network, it was inside of a, another company. Mm-hmm. That was around the time where I started dating my current wife. Okay. And our relationship got to the point where we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would have been possible had we not sold the company. <laughs> Meaning sure. like Ooh, yeah. my time and space, yep. right? 100%. And now as I start thinking about building a family, yep. the thought creeps in again of like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. if I'm to be a dad, yep. do I have the time and space for that? Mm-hmm. And this, this version of us on YouTube is very different from that version of us. Sure. That was like early days, couldn't figure it out, you yeah. know. And now there's a more stability. We have a team, we have a, a format, but that, that thought does, does come into my head for that reason. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is also the, uh, desire to produce other projects. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when you're making a YouTube channel, you are feeding the format and you're, you're all in on the format. And I'm so, I feel so fortunate. We have a format where I get to be myself. Yeah, I just sit and have a great conversation with interesting people. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wild gift. Uh, but I have a lot of aspirations to produce other things. Yeah. Um, so th- those are the two thoughts that come in my head. I don't. I don't anticipate it happening anytime soon. Yeah. Um, because this is very fun, and the the reward is getting to sit across from people who inspire us.
4: So it's kind of like.
0: Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, they're next. Sorry, yeah. they're oh, coming good. in next. Okay, okay good. good. I don't know. Do
4: you yeah. think about it? We will yeah, hold Of you. course, I think about it all the time. But uh, in watching everyone's retirement videos, I felt a lot of fear mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm not ready. To do that because I don't even know what's on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. That tells you. I mean, that gives you your answer. Yeah. If your you answer. feel fear, then yeah. then like the answer is no. No, no, no I'm, for you. I'm like great. happy.
4: Yeah, where yeah. we are, but I have. Yeah, uh, yeah it would scare me to to leave just from like a lifestyle perspective mm-hmm. of like, I don't know many other lifestyles. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. what I would fill my head with. Sure. I like the feeling of looking at our YouTube channel uh-huh. and being like, look at all those things we did. Yeah. There they are. Uh-huh. Just like listed. And they right? do lead to really and weird, to bizarre, bizarre experiences. cool experiences. Interesting experiences. But I do just miss, um, you know, there have been times when we've worked on things that are very finite. Mm-hmm. Like it's a project we work on for a period of time. We do it. It's over. I don't yeah. think about it ever again. Yeah. And Hank Green said something in a video today about retirement. He yeah. said that creativity used to be uh, delivered in discrete units mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. there's the song, there's the album, yeah. there's mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. And now he just sees it as this, especially with YouTube creators, it's just this long thing. Yeah. That you mean, that. He Continuous. says, even Absolutely. if someone says they retire... It's still going. It's yeah. still living on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The foundation that might you might still show up. Sure, you might still make a video. Yeah, it's yeah. still going. Yeah, um, a-
1: absolutely. And yeah. I think it leaves like it's such a cool platform because it leaves the door open for other projects. Just because you retire from one doesn't mean you have to retire from everything forever. He's retiring from the host of. Of these channels. That's a very specific you, thing to retire from, yeah. actually.
2: Have you heard Marquez's octopus yes. analogy? Yes. I think his video was fantastic and mm-hmm. I love his octopus analogy yep. that you're kind of like cutting off one right. part of it, you yes. know, but I do think in this, and um in this whole moment in time where these retirement videos came out, I started doing some writing around it and I really did think, about the the fact that I think uh you do retire from being a creator the day you start building your media company. Yeah. Uh, once you start hiring and scaling and starting to make the thing bigger than what it was to be a creator. Yeah. Because
1: because, you, oh, because you're you're not the creator anymore, you are the manager. You're at this
2: job. That yes. is so different. Yeah. That yes. comes with like the amount of stressors that it comes with as it gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, are are so different from when we would come up with an idea and sit next to each other. And oh, I'd yeah. be like, he would he would you know take a break mm-hmm. from editing for a second. I'd hop in and put in a song. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, yep. that song works really well. And then right. he'd come back and be like, dude, look at this song.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But, oh my god, yeah. that
2: song does work. Yep. Oh, I got an idea. And he would sit down and that version mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. We retired from that version of us. Right. That does not exist. Oh, right. I, I feel right. that so much. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I feel that
1: like I feel that like in my stomach or something. I have memories of like Matthew and I in our first like six months of working full time together after we'd quit our jobs and stuff of like just sitting next to each other, like thinking up the tags for a video and like thinking up the title and like trying Mm -hmm. different stuff with titles and videos. And then, and then just like being there together and, and hitting publish. And I, I, I'm like embarrassed to say how long ago that was. That was so long and ago that things were that simple. Like,
3: Dude,
2: look at this comment.
3: That yeah. Came in. That's yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Or like,
1: Oh, like, I can't believe like how much the, the Twitter has grown or like of oh, these, these live stream mm. comments are, are, are crazy. And, and, being that close to it is—it's really awesome and special, yeah. and it feels much more simple, you know.
0: As as part of this kind of final stretch of videos that we're doing right now, it's been really nice to have a chance to revisit a yeah, lot of those moments. So, you know, for that announcement video, I was digging through old emails with with Lee and Ronnie and and Ryder and some of our early editors on the channel and looking at like. Yep, back before there was Framio and, you know, all these text solutions for notes. I literally would just write pages and pages of notes in the videos. You say Framio? Frame, I say Framio. And anyone who frame.io? says Frame.io, it's, I, I don't makes say the so sad. We say frame-io. say frame.io. We just say Frame.io. Frame.io. Frame.io is the way to go. I love Frame.io. frame-io. <laughs> it's so much better.
1: Frame.io. Frame.io. frame-io. Try it. Just try, try it. Try it out. Try it, I, try I,
0: it I don't, out. I don't, I don't even Where do you know, upload your videos to? I got to be honest. Notes?
2: I don't even know what the rest of the sentence was. I heard Framio, and I was like. Same. Do, do you yeah, feel yeah, good I to say frame. I can't go any further yeah, than that. I was like, I'm so sorry, but yeah. I Anyone it's like, who easy. Ever inherits. I know you're getting to yeah. a good point, but <laughs> yeah. I need to stop you at Framio. Yeah, okay. Everyone
1: who inherits an editor from us ever will, will get an editor who says Framio. <laughs> oh,
0: we will never. We'll never buy <laughs> Why? <hire>. We <laughs> will
2: never. Yeah. Fra- if it says Theorist Media, Frame.io. Frameo. Why? Are, you're,
0: you're, you're taking too much. It's, it's a poorly optimized phrase. What do they say? What is it meant to make? What were you saying? Because like flows, right? Frame I O is like three very distinct syllables, which are just not elegant
2: what were you talking about I, anyway was anyway
0: throughout this whole process and going back to yeah. that simplicity right of those early days it's been so nice to revisit where we were writing emails like literal yeah. emails back and forth of like here are the hundred bullet points that I have for notes on yeah, all the different yeah, time yeah. codes because the, the yeah. technology didn't exist right or even earlier this week before we got here we were in Texas filming uh with just like a skeleton crew of like yeah. some yeah. of our some of our long-term employees just Kind of like bootstrapping it mm-hmm. like we did in the early days of, like, hey, let's shoot some tanks and, and analyze like video game mm-hmm. physics and do it that way. And it's been so nice to kind of take a week here and take some time. Away from being a yeah. manager, being in meetings, strategizing about business, eth- you know, business strategies and this and that. That's
1: still happening between eleven p.m. and no, of it course, still is. Course, but it's yeah. been nice
0: to afford myself that time <laughs> yeah, yeah. and prioritize and, and get but back to that. And be like, oh, I missed this. Oh, they're I different. That.
2: they're different jobs. Oh, right. Very much, and like, yeah. yes, uh, Colin and I, um, when we made that uh, docu piece on Mr. Beastberger, yeah, we just flew to Jersey, just the two of us. Yeah, that's great. And we just held cameras, yeah. and it was this weird, like oh my God, this is the thing we did. Yeah. We held cameras and we showed it, like we'd go up to each other and show each other the shots mm-hmm. we got. And we just, you know, it's it, yeah. it, it, it's a very different job yeah. to be that mm-hmm. person. And I think there are days where I think about, and even as I was hearing all these retirement videos, I was like, the thought that comes into my head is like, is there a day where I'll retire from being the, the head of this yeah. and move back into putting a Camera in my hand and yeah. editing. And from the outside, someone who's not unfamiliar with our jobs right. would be like, That is,
4: you, yeah, you aren't, aren't you you're did, making yeah, yeah. videos. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah.
2: Or just grab a camera and go right. make some yeah. stuff. Why not? I'm like,
0: I, I have cameras everywhere here, yeah, right? right? Like, you have more cameras than ever. <laughs> yeah, <you have> more, <laughs> more right. cameras and than ever. And less time to use them. Yeah, yeah. and right. more
2: editing software than ever, right. and computers and like,
0: Just there was a time
2: where it was just like Colin's laptop and we were sitting. Right. You know, office. Yeah. 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 And that's what I think is a a big conversational point around retirement is what are we retiring from? Mm -hmm. You know, and what jobs did we pick up along the way Mm -hmm. that now we're trying to to shed? Damn picked out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: No, I think that's I think that's crucial. Like there's there's been so many moments where like we've just been Mm -hmm. so. Um, distracted by the many, many, many other responsibilities that we have that we can't justify doing the creative stuff. Like mm-hmm. we can't justify spending the extra time to like just do something that's creatively satisfying because we're just so needed in so many yeah. other places. Totally. And figuring out fewer places to be needed, I think is is really nice.
4: Mm. I, I want to ask you guys about 2018 because clearly, if you're giving a talk at VidCon a year later about exit strategies, mm-hmm outside of of having a child, which is a huge life moment that will start making you think about the future. Yeah. yeah. What else went into that decision in 2018 to all of a sudden be like, oh, you know what? I think we want out and this is going to take a while.
1: There are a few things that happened. Um, one was that we had our son, which was a massive, momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. And that happened right in the beginning of the year. Um, four days before we had our son, we lost one of our editors who um, unfortunately lost his life to suicide. And that was an incredibly tough blow on our team. And it happened. We found out about it literally like hours before we went into the hospital to have our son. And um, we were there. And five hours after delivery, we were both on an emergency phone call to our team to tell them that this had happened and to plan for what we were going to do next. And that was our experience of that moment. Wow. and so that was our that was the middle of our year and then um obviously that's has a huge impact we wanted to make sure that our team was okay that we were okay and then following that a few months later we um we were with defy and uh that whole um collapse of that organization happened right and we lost uh, you know a good couple hundred thousand dollars when that company went under and It was like one thing happened after another that year to just like, you know, it was like it was like some sort of fate just like beating us over the head, being like, figure out what really matters here, figure out how to deal with stuff and figure out like what you're going to prioritize in life. And I think that kicked off a lot of conversations that ultimately began out of these like really tough moments um, where, you know, we were like, oh, man. There's a lot going on right now that we are not happy with and that is a real big struggle. And it got us to set up priorities that have lasted and really taught us so many things coming into like the full five years that followed.
0: Well, I, I think all of those, like you said, it, it gets you to question what's, what's important in life, right? And I think having a kid, having a family is – it really gets you to recalibrate kind of what – what it means to spend your time. Yeah. And and it was at that point that I one of my catchphrases that I go around with and and in the, the wake of the retirement too is is one of these things like people ask like, what are you up to? What are you up to? What's next? What's next? And what one of my first answers is always, I'm so excited to just have friends who were friend employees. You know, just, I ever, We've I, hired
1: all of
2: our friends.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. let's yeah. be real about I think this. All these Do you YouTube have this experience right? have you like, hired
1: all of your friends? Actually, shops? the
2: first friend I hired was named Matt Pat. Wow. which is crazy. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. There it is. True. Which is many crazy. Years. He was, it uh, was me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we, when we learned of you and we were like, <laughs> we, were like what but we have, oh, we map. have a <laughs> MatPat.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah. there was another MatPat too yeah, out there, yeah. like early, early days of gaming and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, but I mean like that's one of the, I love all the people that we are so fortunate to work with. And we are, we work with so many talented people who have been there for years on this journey with us, you know, some of them six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them started as our friends a lot of them became our friends along the way and i am so eager to be able to dial back the workload and just be able to spend the time reconnecting with them same thing with my we've been terrible friends no, like no, sure, yeah like the worst of course absolutely the of course.
1: worst um we, you know we we've had to like cancel a million phone calls for, with people we've had to be like i'm sorry i can't we're filming i'm sorry i can't we're yeah. whatever like it's it's really hard and we haven't been like you know, connected with our extended family. We haven't been connected yeah. with friends and it's like, Oh, these people still exist. And the miraculous thing is that they're still willing to be friends right. with us. Right. And, Isn't that amazing? And, yeah. and we're like, wow, that's what an incredible gift.
2: There's <laughs> also though, the dynamic of uh, you guys as partners, like mm-hmm. you're probably going to experience your, each other differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. we. I, I mean, like I, I could only I assume because <laughs> yeah, yeah <'cause laughs> I, I, uh, I find being like a, a YouTube creator and being a husband to be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Like those two things are, I, I have to work hard at, um, because the amount that you're, I call it being like, but you're plugged into the
4: matrix when yeah. you're on the internet, <laughs> right? You're literally <laughs> yeah. like, it's too at, easy to fill time with all data and metrics and decisions sure. and all types of things. And yeah. at all ideas, times opportunities.
2: You, you exist on the internet at all times yeah. Yeah. and you're plugged into what's happening in that yeah. space at all times sure. and what you could and couldn't be doing to change things. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, it's an all consuming thing, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So,
1: so a question for you then, Mm -hmm. do you, do you try and strike like a work-life balance?
2: I think we've gotten better at it now. Uh, I think on the, like, when you're trying to make it work, it's, it's hard. And I imagine the early Mm -hmm. days are, they're all consuming in a very different way than when it's, Working. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like when it's not working, or even when it just starts to work, you're riddled with fear that it's about to go away. Right. Or it's never going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Which is, I think, a lot of the experience that we had of this anxiety of like, I think I can do this, Mm -hmm. but I don't know why it's not happening. So I think I need to do it all the time and just get as good as I can, which is, not conducive to go, like, hang out with a friend, you know, on a Friday.
4: To, to be honest, on, like, a Friday or Saturday, it's, like, it's hard to do. You yeah. just want to be working on the chat. I, I do think one of the toughest things, and you mentioned this briefly, but, is when it starts to pick up. Yeah. And you're already exhausted because you've <laughs> yeah. been through years worth sure. of seven days a week, really late hours, mm-hmm. just trying to make it work. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's it's taken off. It's taken off. Something's <laughs> happening here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so tired. I remember- But I got to keep – I. T- Got to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that time. I, I think I said this to Colin, but I was like, we
2: just, it feels like we just punched our ticket to be in the race, but we've been running for years. Yeah. That's, and, a, yeah, you that's, know, a, that's a great But like We just got in and now we have to try and win. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, whoa! Here we go now. Now yeah, begins. Like, this I, I spent is it. Ten years, and yep. like now, now we're in the race, right? And everyone else is 21 and yep. can <laughs> dance
0: oh, <yeah. laughs> Do the floss. Yeah, it's impressive. Like, oh so no, th- yeah.
1: I mean, there's there's all of that, yes, and there's like there's so much to talk about when it comes to when it comes to this like sort of this this dance that you do and and how and how much of a marathon, yeah, all of being on this platform is, and how. Um, and how all consuming it is, right? And so I asked about your work-life balance because we gave up on that a long time ago. There there is no work-life balance for us. And I think maybe for some people that is a great thing that you can strive for. For us it was like a total fallacy. It was impossible to create a work-life balance where there was work and there was life. The only thing that works for us is a complete work-life integration. And it doesn't function. Literally our lives absolutely fall apart if we don't work it that way. And so we do spend date nights talking about YouTube. Of course. Yeah. And there are no working hours, there are no non-working hours. There's just when the work happens and when everything else happens and sometimes they are so closely interconnected that it's it's impossible to tell which one you're actually doing, but that's the only way that we've been able to function as effectively as we have for as long as we have and I think we're pretty proud of it but it also sounds pretty nuts when you when you look at it and when yeah. you look at our schedule it is really an unpleasant thing to look at
2: what was uh in the height of that what what was driving you guys like what 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 do you feel like you were chasing cuz some some of that stuff is it is really hard mm-hmm. right and after years and years you examine your own life yeah. and you know, perceivably you guys had, even at that Mm -hmm. time have a level of financial success, Mm -hmm. right. Have a family, like what is driving you in that moment? Um, to keep pushing and put out that much content and work that hard.
0: Responsibility, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't. I feel like that's it. I mean, you you can you can weigh in. I'd, I'd be curious to get your take. I feel take, like but there's
1: something. That I feel like we should give a more concrete answer. No, no, than, no. Than I, this vague under. No, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: It's so you can we. I can at least track it very clearly mm-hmm. from era to era. Right in the earliest days, like Stephanie alluded to, it was to get me a job. You know, like I yeah. needed a way to prove to potential employers like I'm smart. I can research. I can edit. Hire me because I can use analytics to create a thing that people will enjoy watching, right? Early. I got that job, and so I figured, oh, it's time to sunset the chain. Like, achievement unlocked. I did it. Right. Time to move on. But I am a notorious completionist kind of guy, and I really thrive off of trophies and things. And <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, but I could get a play button and it's gold and that like symbolizes some <laughs> level of achievement. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to work until I get like a million subscribers. And then I got that and I'm like, okay, well, achievement unlocked, did it, time to end the thing. But at the same time, the job that I got was consulting other YouTubers and teaching them how to read their analytics, how to optimize their audiences, how to work on the platform. And I had this amazing tool behind me that I – with the channel that I could run all these experiments. For a long time, we had – back in the days of annotations, we had this thing called the Super Amazing End Card Tournament. And it was literally just me doing a bunch of experiments on the audience. And the audience was okay with this. Like, you all were fine. Like, they they knew this. They embraced this, right? But it was me finding out all this data collection, figuring out things about, like – Is the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen stronger, top or bottom, left or right? You know, how many arrows in the description? What do they prefer? What colors do they prefer? What do they like to click on more? We also used
1: to ask big meta questions like, okay, YouTube audience of 2014, when was the last time you turned on a traditional TV show? When was the last time you watched linear television? What percentage of you watch sports? Mm -hmm. What percentage of you have seen X, Y, or Z movie? And so we got a really – Keen like Did media read. Put
2: that in the comments, or do you guys use like polls? And- a little
0: bit of uh, I mean, yeah. It, all, as, all as the yeah, all Remember of you, the yeah. polls. I like, yeah, oh yeah. absolutely, they were They were great. That yeah. was people cool. love giving yeah. their opinion anonymously. Pools, polls were great, it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: YouTube loses all the cool features. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. But no, we we tested out all of this stuff, yeah. right? And so for there was a period of time. I think this was maybe before I got the million, but like there was a period of time where doing those experiments and and figuring out how to optimize things was something I was continuing to do because it was helping me with my job and be better as a consultant to everyone that we were working with at the time. And then on top of that, there was the point where it's like, well, at this point we have a, we have a large audience. I don't want to quit for them. Mm -hmm. Like I am responsible to, I have this relationship with them and they've trusted me to follow me on this journey and get me this job and answer all of these wacky questions and stuff. I want to be here for them and I want to continue making it for them. And then lastly, so like, So that's – and that's been the driving force for a very long time. It continues to be like a a Mm -hmm. heartbeat of everything. But I'd say the last layer comes in now with with our own employees, right, being business owners and making sure that we're setting up a responsible business for them.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I would say as well. I think it's – yeah, the responsibility piece comes in with being – responsible business people, not just responsible to ourselves. And, and al- along the way, our goals changed and stuff, right? Cause there was, there was one point in time where, um, you know, you talk about chasing the numbers and chasing the, the, the play buttons. And I think those are such amazing incentives and they drive, you know, they obviously drive massive motivation, but there was a point where we had to confront this idea of like, um, you know, there are other channels that are going to grow faster. There are other channels that are going to have more numbers. Their numbers are going to be bigger than our numbers. And there was a very clear moment. And I think this was in maybe 2014 or something like that when PewDiePie blew up and we just watched him just, we we were right here and he was like, you know, and he just took off. And, um, we had to sit down and have a talk because Matthew was a bit depressed about it. And so (laughs) I'm
0: like, but I work so hard and I'm so well optimized. (laughs) Darn it.
1: And, and, you know, and it's, and it's hard. It's, it's hard to see. um, It's just hard to see all those moving pieces. Right. And we had to have a conversation where we talked to each other about, you know, are numbers the only thing that you're going to use to define yourself and define your success? If that's the case, that's crazy. Like you can't, you can't define your success as a channel and your success as a human being by whose numbers are bigger. You're never going to win that contest. And if you do, what have you won? What, what have you actually won there? And there has to be some other metric that you can use to define success other than subscribership. And I think that was a turning point where it went from being about, okay, let's just try and get more play buttons to, no, let's try to build something that's interesting, build something that we're proud of, and then hopefully give it a life of
2: its own. So did you, at what point in the journey did you examine yourself and go, there needs to be formulas for all of these to scale? Or was that from just day one? Like the way you described the format of a theory video, Mm -hmm. you have that written down somewhere. There's some level of like a, almost like a brand book or brand Bible Mm -hmm. of, Sure. here's how you make one of our videos. We're going to leave, but you guys can continue this this is what makes a good video. This is what the brand's it's all It's in about. the
1: writer's training. Whether they listen it's to us or not, okay. it's just up to them.
2: <laughs> Got <know>. it. <laughs> yeah. But was there a point where you like, you thought like we need to document this mm-hmm. and we need to be able to instruct this? Because I find that to be amongst creators, including ourselves, one of the make or breaks of if you can do this is if you can communicate to creative yep. people your creative vision.
1: Is that on me? Oh. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the one who
0: wrote the Bible, uh, the brand Bible.
1: I, I did. But I think that we, you know, you're building stuff and you don't know what you're doing. And so you build stuff as you go. And it wasn't, I wish I could be like, oh yeah, we were such geniuses that we had this master plan and we we knew everything ahead of time and we were going to write it all down and it was so formulaic. So by the time we had an employee show yeah, up, yeah. guess what? It was all laid out there yeah. in front of it. It wasn't. We We made up all of the roles that we hired for when we hired a creative director who has a creative director for,
4: for a really creator. For a while I yeah. wanted to be one. And then yeah. I realized I have no idea. What right? yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's,
1: go yeah. back, go back to like 2014. Who did anyone have a channel manager in 2014? We hired one. Yeah. We made up the role. Maybe right. maybe Defy had some for Smosh or yeah, something like MCN's that. I don't know. Had, MCNs had yeah,
0: a MCNs years. had, had something
1: yeah. like that, but not for individual channels probably, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the roles we, we made up. And so a lot of the training we made up. And at some point- You know, we knew intuitively what what the formula for a theory was, but it actually wasn't that intuitive for people coming in. And we were realizing that if we were auditioning writers, the the formats were all over the place. And we also didn't even have like we didn't even have a set font for scripts until last we, year, we still
0: don't. Until honestly, last year? Like, no, there's a font? style guide. No, no. we, we probably there's a style guide which I fundamentally disagree guide? with. No, no, one, no one's using we, uh, the style no, guide. We, we right? spend ninety percent of our time on, on fonts. Font. Yeah. 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 yeah, all yeah. Really yeah. style guide <laughs> yeah.
1: together. If you're not using the style guide, that is on you, my friend. I,
0: I'm just saying, there's there's a style that works for me, and then there's a style wow. that works for the creative directors when they take over. <laughs> wow, wow. There's the
1: him and there's everybody else. No, no, no.
0: But no, but I appreciate that you're
1: It's
4: good. I appreciate that. Here's here's where it came
0: in though, and I think to to answer the question. What Where it really started was you get to a point where there's only so much research that I, Matthew Patrick, can do in a given week on a topic, mm-hmm. right? And as you scale the business outward and YouTube speeds up the production process and you're producing more videos at a faster rate, I want to make sure that we're still delivering a high quality of research every week, each and every time, but we're also trying to cover new trending topics that I'm not not familiar with, right? When we launched film theory, yeah. you know, and Marvel becomes kind of one of our tentpole pieces of content for the better part of like six years, I don't, ha- I was not, I did not grow up as a an avid comics reader. And so if all of a sudden you're asking me to pull from like the deep lore of Iron Man or like obscure character from Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, and, and how that kind of came and went, I was not equipped to handle that. And so- that's why we had all these freelance writers and researchers come in. We would audition them. We would have them come in write a spec script, give us a sample of their research. And they would, you know, because then all of a sudden, they were coming in with the experience that I didn't have. They had better research and better knowledge of where to go and could produce theories that I would have never been able to have come up with myself because I just didn't grow up in any of those IP, right? And when you suddenly bring on a, a slate of freelance writers— You need a way to communicate to them like, hey, this is what we're looking for. This is the format that we're working with. And I think that was kind of the era where we didn't officially write it down. We had maybe like some vague bullet points Mm -hmm. and like some vague like, hey, here's kind of the rough outline that you kind of follow it wasn't f- formalized into a brand bible or anything like that i don't
1: even like that word i don't I feel but like when you put something in terms of like oh this is a this is our brand bible and this yeah. is this it's, is the yeah. only structure yeah. you can work in i think i think that's really limiting for people oh yeah mm-hmm. the idea was to give people support yes. right yeah. when writers came to us and they were like oh my gosh i just feel so overwhelmed yeah. like this topic seems huge i don't even know where to begin what we could do is say like okay really though when you break it down like put your mm. thesis in put in your evidence points there's a little twist at the end, something unexpected, and then there's a conclusion mm-hmm. and you got it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, thank God." And then and then they can go away and then they can find really cool stuff. Mm. They just needed like mm. some kind of guardrails. So it's it's really about it's really about we want to put up a safety net for people. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to put people in a situation where they feel constrained because no one functions well in that. Then you come out with stuff that doesn't feel real, that doesn't feel like it's a, a complete thought. Mm-hmm. It feels like it was just cut to fit in a in a certain shape box. Yeah, right?
0: and, and there's still bespokenness to every episode, right? Like mm-hmm. us figuring out the secret recipe of KFC is going to look fundamentally different than me wearing edible underwear. It's going to look very different from me eating a Christmas tree to me solving the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's. We really like, do all those
1: things, by the way. Yeah, 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 We really right, eat mm-hmm. the Christmas tree. It's right. really, it really right. tastes that yeah. bad. <laughs> and, so, and so
0: within that structure, that very broad structure, there's a lot of nuance and, and opportunities for exploration. And the episodes don't feel samey, samey, samey because you are able to explore all these fun things. And there are areas in there that you're able to, like, mix up the intros and find new new creative outlets. Again, that, that's the beauty of the format is – if we're covering an analog horror series on film theory that fundamentally affects the scripting and how sure, uh, mm-hmm. you know it is it, it's it fundamentally affects the editing you know and that that episode is going to look and feel and sound very different from when we're covering bluey. like i said marvel or <laughs> bluey right yeah. where it's like now the colors are different the yeah. ev- everything is very bespoke which has been hard and i mean it, it it it's one thing to say like oh yeah we follow a format and that has allowed us to scale but we're still creating each and every week like a full slate of bespoke things to to fit whatever the topic of the week is.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so you've mentioned freelance writers. Yes. How big actually is the organization? Like, how many people do you feel responsibility for mm-hmm. as you usher them into this next chapter? Yeah,
1: it's grown a lot in the last year, right? So we we sold. Uh, theorist and at the end of 2022, so uh, like a little over a year ago, and at that time we had nine full time, mm-hmm. I think, nine full time employees, and that was sort of the on the bigger side that we'd ever been. Um, We've gone up and down a little bit, and then about 20 freelancers, I think, at Got that it. point. Yeah. And now we have 22 full time and wow. another 20 freelancers. Right, yeah. so it's been a huge change. Whoa! And it's been a lot of like ushering people in and. And we've spent a massive amount of time training people in the last year. And I think that that's actually sort of a hallmark as well in terms of like feeling responsibility for people. There's feeling responsibility financially, but there's also feeling responsibility professionally. I think one of the things that has been the most satisfying about being a business owner, other than, you know, just the accomplishment of being like, oh, I did this like, oh we're we're actually successfully running a business. We aren't breaking any laws. We are functioning and profitable. All this I mean, stuff whatever. You never know you what know? that you don't <laughs> okay. know. Like laws, I, you don't I, feel, know. I mean that's a right. good cover,
4: yeah. you know, for Yeah, everyone. exactly.
1: Yeah, for sure. yeah. Um
4: <laughs> guys, knocked on wood. <laughs> I know. Knocked we on the wood. Laminate, um <laughs> uh, but
1: there's but there's a responsibility for people professionally. A lot of people who come into this uh world, I think and you work with a lot of creatives you know, there's there's being motivated enough by money to want to cover your paycheck and live a decent life, right? But beyond that, money often isn't the big biggest motivating totally. factor for people. It's opportunity, it's responsibility, it's creativity, it's right? It's a cool
2: factor. It's yeah, a cool factor.
1: And one of the things that I'm most proud of, just in terms of the way that we've structured the business and um, the way that we've grown it, is by offering people opportunity, we've been able to see the best in them. Mm-hmm.
2: So I think there's this, you know, that— the the first thing I want to bring up is I think one of the biggest challenges in our industry right now is hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, te- sure. And yeah. team building. <laughs> right? yeah. like yeah. that, is, that is something that we're faced with. I think that might change a bit in the coming years as the crop of people who's just coming up and producing really cool stuff on, online mm-hmm. realizes they don't want to be entrepreneurs and they would prefer to be a part of a team. I yeah. think that actually the workforce will Change, mm-hmm. uh, which will be really interesting. But team building is really hard. It's and everything worst. you're describing is like it, it is a massive ingredient. If mm-hmm. if creators are watching this, being like, oh man, I'd love to do something similar. Mm-hmm. Your guys' attention to detail into team building mm-hmm. and just the dynamics of that, I think is something that cannot be overlooked because that's one of the hardest parts in a in a creative business. Mm-hmm. And even more specifically on YouTube, I think it's in increasingly more and more challenging for people whose channel name is their own personal name, Mm -hmm. because then you're sitting in a room and people are throwing ideas out, but that have to do with the show name. That's your name. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's really different than I think having like a third party show. Mm -hmm. That's just like, we all work on this show together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very different than like, it's your channel Mm -hmm. and I'm coming up with ideas for you to do. And that represent your name. Yeah. And I do think that is one of the biggest challenges on YouTube of of scaling. Like I think, uh, like we talked about in the beginning, like channels that are personality channels are inherently not scalable. Right. Um, they just can't be. Uh,
1: how do you guys hire people? Do you hire? Do you just like hire people you know? Because for a long time, that's all we could you know, do was hire people it, we knew because it was so hard to hire I, anyone else. Mm-hmm. I
2: I I don't even really know like how early days it happened, but like Jesse, I think is a great example of someone who um, took a video of us at a talk we were giving yeah. and DM'd it to us. And it was just like a really good looking video. Yeah. And oh, I, great. you know, looked at the DM and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs>
1: you want a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, want to yeah. film with us? Sure.
2: Like, that was cool. Yep.
4: Um. And it's been years, you know, it's mm. been, I think that was probably five years ago. Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say we always start very small. It's always like, come for one project. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Come for a week. Come for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Come for, let's, let's say a three month thing. Yeah. And then before you know it, a year passes and yeah. it's like, okay, like, yeah, like,
2: yeah.
1: You are this de facto an employee now. Yeah, <laughs> right, <but laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
4: like, you are
2: now, you're here. you're yeah. with us. But I think there's that, like, because everything you've described too, the responsibility you feel is, is I think there's something very different in a creative company when you're working on a creative project because mm-hmm. everyone's putting so much of themselves. Like yeah. when you're a creative, your identity is wrapped up in your oh, creative work. Yeah. And so yeah. with everyone putting a piece of themselves into this thing, mm-hmm. It, it turns very familial very quickly, yeah. right? Like yeah. you yeah. operate in a very different dynamic than if we were building a, a tech startup. Or oh,
0: something. 100%. Like
2: totally differently. So yeah. the dynamic of the team, the culture, the energy of everyone, mm-hmm. um, most of our hires have come from word of mouth or other creators. Yeah. Right, they you have know, to. like they've yeah. come from other creators. Like, hey, I'm I'm moving over here. There's this great editor yeah. that used to work with me or you guys. Like that is actually how one of our editors used to work for Matt Diavella mm-hmm. when He yeah. left from L.A., mm-hmm. Yeah. We were able to and then like I like the way Matt works. So yep. I assume if you enjoyed working with this person, we'll <laughs> like working
1: with them. Yeah. We didn't know that you could hire someone to hire people. This was a, yes. was a shocking revelation. revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. Right boring. after we acquired, mm-hmm. we were acquired, we got um a hiring yeah, manager. A recruiter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a recruiter. Yeah. And she was unbelievable. Um, so so good. And she was doing things that we would have never dreamed of doing. Yeah, she was going to people who had jobs. We yeah, were like, yeah. we, we always assume <laughs> that you, hire, that you hire people because they're like unemployed, wandering the streets, right. and you just yeah, take yeah, them yeah, in, yeah. and you're like, here, right. I'll give you money, and you do yeah. things for me. That and so true. And she was like, no, you go to people who are doing well at their job, and then yeah. you poach them, and we were like... What? It's, and so she yeah. did that and she she went out and you know she didn't just like post stuff on a random site which we also can't do cuz like no, you post you stuff play, yeah. you get a thousand oh, submissions yeah. from people who are anything. 12 and who are like I walk dogs and I think I could be your director mm-hmm. of <laughs> yeah. everything. It's amazing <laughs> yeah. how
4: common practice it still is. Yeah. On- Twitter all the time. I'm like, Oh, someone's yep. hiring. And yes. there's an email.
1: Um, And, and that had historically gone very badly for us. And so when we realized that there is a person, there is a person and they can hire for YouTube jobs. Yeah. And we, cause we also were like, Oh, a recruiter, a recruiter hires, hires for like regular people, companies, they hire for like real companies, not for YouTubers. And so we had never thought of that. And she got, you know, She got completely in the weeds. She got to know exactly what we were looking for. And the candidates she delivered were unbelievably high quality. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, also had the gall to go and do things that we wouldn't do, like go to other creator businesses and be like, hey, you're working for them, but you could work for these guys over here. I was going to ask that.
4: Like, was she primarily (laughs) looking within creator companies or is she finding people in more traditional jobs? A mix of everything,
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think
1: think at this point, we're also in such an interesting time in the industry, right, where you can pull from both sides. We know people who have hired, um, like, traditional industry veterans at different, you know, at all different levels in their company Mm -hmm. from, like, the COO level, but just, like, producers, um, you know, writers, all kinds of stuff. But then I think— Pulling people out of existing creator companies is actually better. So uh, for the most part, they just already come with so much knowledge about the industry yeah. and they already watch the platform, which is so critical, it's right? It's critical. Yeah. And
2: you also have to have the fluidity and flexibility in your mind. Yeah. Like things on YouTube change way faster. Oh, right? Absolutely. Like, And even in a single video, yep. like you have to be very comfortable with that at the 11th hour. You're like, actually, we're going to completely mm-hmm. redo that VO. Yep. And we need a completely different graphic for that. Wow. And completely redo the VO. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, we'll just complete not but like that section. I'm saying that section. Not 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 the whole thing. No, that's okay. But I'm saying there's like a section and you're like, Hey, you know what? I have a different idea. Let's do it like that. And like everyone has to be on board with that's how this works. We just if we need to punch something in, we're gonna punch it in and we're gonna do it differently. Sure. Um, it's not as like structured, it's a lot more fluid. Mm -hmm. Um creativity yeah. or maybe that's why our production timelines are so long but yeah. <laughs> no no i mean
1: no it's it's totally true and i'm just thinking about like i'm thinking about all the times that we have videos going up on saturday and and we have to change the thumbnail because we've been working on the thumbnail all week and then it's like all right it's friday afternoon that's not working yeah and it's oh. like all right we're gonna change the thumbnail oh, right. and everyone's yeah. like <laughs> like yeah. every, you can see everyone yeah. just I like slowly the boiling underneath
0: thumbnail yeah. Down. Down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: but it happens a lot yeah. right and you have mm. to be able to be like this sucks, but yeah. we're doing but it. We're doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. But it is, it is one of those things too, like because of how post-production heavy our shows are and because yeah. everything is animated. Yeah. We had to solidify very early on what that workflow was and how to make it sustainable and how once my VO is in, it's pretty much locked, you're except not the VO. yeah, you're yeah. Not, which is why yeah. all of a sudden you're yeah, like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. all of that. You has to You tell them the
1: VO thing. has to change, and it's like, no, what? No. Yeah.
0: no, you're you're allowed maybe a line or two here or there in an emergency situation, <laughs> but for the most part, it's there, <laughs> oh, right?
2: Wow. But is there an ultimate like decision maker on that
0: show? Is it you? Yeah, like, I mean it's it's me or it's the creative director in this okay. case. Now we also have a head editor so who that's makes what a creative and, director is. and knows. and that is well, and that's one of the things too. It's like. There again, there are guidelines in place right. to structure like, oh, you have an easy ease in, and you know we we want to use mat every x number of seconds, or like if you're using pre-existing video footage, you credit it this way, and you mm-hmm. you do x y and z frames around it, this and that. So there are rules and structures. But there's still that like little nuance that exists there that kind of makes it a little bit spicy and different for every single person.
4: Because the so, first time on the show, we've brought up the easy ease keyframe transition. A, yeah. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that that's kind of a big, it's huge yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah it's,
0: it's that is that's a massive moment. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but, Thanks for bringing that to the table. Yeah, of course that's that's a big one for anyone yeah. out there. Easy ease, yeah. <laughs> top e- Easy ease, you can ease in, you yeah. can ease out, Look. right? But <laughs> just but just it's all all over the place. But um, <laughs> it's also one of those things too where like we had to coach everyone yeah. to. Aim for eighty five percent, which is a weird thing to say. Like we are, chronic, we had to tell them to
1: tone them down. Yeah, we
0: yeah. are chronic overachievers. What do you mean,
4: aim for eighty five percent?
0: So our editors would kill themselves and work so many extra hours and like to get the perfect edit. You know, and I I need to create this entire thing in Blender and it needs to be perfection. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm creating, you know, this for this thirty second bit. I'm spending the next like eight hours to craft. And it's like I appreciate that I, I I love that that you want to do that and we that is that why you are you. here. Like, <laughs> but we but can't do your, that. No, but for your sake <laughs> yeah. and for the sake of the channel and for the sake of all of us, we have to aim for eighty five percent. Like, if we got to like eighty five percent of the way there, and we're like, yes, that looks mm. good. Like, that is great. And then the next time, you know, in between uploads or whatever, that's when we kind of yeah. work. That's when we train. Save that. Use it in the next one because Dude, that's that's how that's you really create good. that sustainability. Yeah. Otherwise, they burn our, out. They, they, uh, we just, would all burn out does the that whole also team play
4: into how the brand shows up like part of its sustainability part of it is the brand is a bit diy like there are elements of how the brand looks from the beginning that we have retained a little bit
0: oh yeah absolutely 100%. and if we go
4: 110% wait into 30 seconds it's it's going to look potentially <laughs> too polished oh
1: yeah and and yeah there there's definitely a lot there's a lot of that actually and i don't think that um i don't think that surfaces a lot right um one of the things we mentioned to you guys before we started here uh, was that we still work out of our house. We which is people I think wild. think is yeah. wild. Yeah, it is, wild. wild. is wild. And we've and we've gone back and forth over the years, right? We were in our house and we had a we had a studio uh, for a while out here when we were in LA and then when the pandemic hit and everyone was was remote anyway, we were like, well, everyone's just going to work remote and we and we rented out the studio and we moved to North Carolina, but when we moved to North Carolina, we intentionally got a place that was big enough that we could have a whole floor and now now two floors, dedicated to studio space. And over time, as our team has grown, especially this last year, our whole house is basically just overrun with production. We live in like three rooms and then the rest of our house is all just production stuff, right? And so there's a lot of complications with that again work life integration not work life balance <laughs> yeah. it's all work-life work life yeah. integration you're always at work which is home. when yeah which <laughs> right. is home when we film that style theory video about like uh, about soap and washing your legs in the shower that was in our actual shower you know mm-hmm. like there's an there's an episode coming up where we hire a stylist and they go through our closet those are our real clothes those are my real clothes she's throwing yeah. away right so when you have Uh, when you have that, you don't have to fake authenticity, right? You're not building a bedroom set and being like, oh my gosh, guys, look, here's my, like, here's my outfit of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's filmed in a studio. You know, you're actually in your house. And so you don't have to, you don't have to put on a layer of authenticity. It's actually there. And it, 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 honestly, it saves time. It's efficient.
2: Uh, You know, that, what you just said is like, it does make it more efficient. It makes it more personal. Yeah. These are all things that start to get put into question as you scale.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure.
2: Now, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, like, yeah with the exactly. loss of of you know the the uh, of that feel, that personal connection and whatnot.
0: I mean, yes and no. Like the the creative directors, you know, who are basically mini me's like you've been this whole time you're like what's a creative director a, a creative director is like they are the me for each individual channel and they've been helping to spearhead the creative they've been giving the notes on mm-hmm. they all stress the edits. out in they, the
1: background a lot so right. yeah. they sit cool. in the background and they yeah. fret they I mean, take some of the stress yes I mean they're they're
0: YouTubers right yeah. they're, they're doing all the job that I did back yeah. in the day when I had my full attention to doing that yeah. and as I've had to scale up I've had to lose parts of that, but they are now taking – they are the YouTubers for their individual channels, and now they're rising up to the area where it is their channels now. Like, And for the last year, I've been saying, hey, these are your channels. When these are your Mm -hmm. channels, when you are the host of these channels, they are yours. And so you're right that me stepping away loses some of that authenticity – but it doesn't because now all of a sudden it's, it's just somebody you know, else's it's going to be filming yet. in Amy's bathroom now and it's going to be filming <laughs> yeah. in Lee's Good or Santi's to kitchen. You know, like a huge yeah.
4: X factor for being able to sell to Lunar X. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like that's yeah. that role alone, actually, a creative mm-hmm. director. Yeah. So that yeah. that role, the way the way Jimmy has talked about this and sure. we've talked
2: to him is that the only way to train that role is they have to shadow him for years. Mm-hmm. Is that how you, is that how those roles have come together and like how they've gotten up to speed is just like, there's going to be a period of time. You're just going to have to watch me do it.
0: I mean, there are a I few s- things I, things I there, would yeah. say. I mean, first off, pretty much all of them have been a part of the team, you know, no less than three years. I think uh, Tom was three years, but he was a freelance writer for a couple of years before that. Amy's been on staff for seven years and Lee was our third editor. So he's been around for like 10 years. So, well, they haven't officially shadowed me for all that time. They have grown up alongside They've the channel, mm-hmm. yeah, right? They okay. have watched it. They have consumed it. They have been they all an integral part of right? it, right? Yeah. Like, and so
1: what does it mean to shadow someone? Like, it doesn't make sense to follow Matthew around an office for, you know, for for days or weeks at a time, but it does make sense to be an integral part of the community. It makes sense mm-hmm. to have grown up with the videos. It makes sense to have edited the videos. It makes sense to have made thumbnails for the videos. That That is, in effect, shadowing yeah. exactly mm-hmm. what the— what the brand is, what the format is, what the videos are. And so once you sort of have that kind of like under your skin and you can't mm-hmm. get rid of it, then then you're already at the point where you can yeah. take what is fun about the format or the pieces of the format that most resonate with you, put that into your own voice and hopefully carry it away. Right? Well,
0: and, and this go again, the, the beauty of the format personality hybrid, right, is people are like, oh, well, it's going to fundamentally change when you step away. And, and I said this in the goodbye video, but, like, they've been writing yeah. these videos mm-hmm. for the better part a year, a year if not year. longer, yeah. right? They have been appearing in the videos on the sidelines and in shorts and stuff for the better part of a year. You know, Lee has been literally editing the videos and giving notes on those videos for the better part of 10 years. And so, yes, me stepping away changes the voice who's reading those words. But at the end of the day, like, the scripting largely should stay the same. You know, there'll be mm-hmm. tweaks to the personality and there'll be tweaks to some of the jokes and things like that. But for the most part, they've grown up in that structure and they've been writing that structure for the better part of a year. Without people realizing it, I've just been presenting their words. And now right. they're just the ones presenting their own words, which you're is you're cool.
2: presenting it with also the the flavor of post-production too, right? Because yes. it's like, it's both ends of that. Exactly. That really make the show.
0: Right. And, and, and the post-production team cannot like... Our editors are phenomenal. Like they're more yeah. animators than they are editors, and I like we call them the editors, to, but they're absolutely animators. to fill
2: twenty minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like tw- a twenty-minute VO bed, yep. as I'll call it, yep, is hard to fill visually. Yep, like F- that is yep. that is
0: really hard to fill. Four times a week, yeah, every single week. We, I don't. We yeah. produce. We we burn through eleven videos every single week My we gosh. produce around 13 to 15 what videos mean you every burn week burn through we use and upload and publish 11 videos every single week game theory film theory food theory style theory 3 gt lives which is our live streaming channel and then on top of that now there's new shorts yeah. on game theory film theory food theory and style theory wow
4: i don't understand every how week. you do that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. i really actually i don't yeah. i don't
4: i like is there a role at Theorist, which is like as a creator-driven company that maybe a Vox or a more traditional media company would never have, like that is making this possible? How are you? Yeah, like how are they not, right? Like how is like a Vox
2: not putting out that much?
0: I think there's a point of pride in being a part of this channel and knowing that what we're creating is is substantial and meaningful and, and high quality and putting it out into the world. And again, it goes to that ethos of, us as a collective working together to make these things happen, and, and yeah, it's it's a lot, and it is. Yeah. I, I call the number of videos that we create at this point disgusting because it is like it is. When you say, "Hey, congratulations, we we finished our 11 videos for the week,"
2: start Let's again, do it again.
0: You know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, it's yeah, wild. Crazy. Yeah. You know, but no, you know, I'm no math so,
2: guy, but 44 videos a month, yeah,
0: right, a lot of so many it's
2: many, it's a lot of videos, videos. Yeah, and so at, I think a lot of quality you guys are yeah, producing. And the great. TLDR is like we've
1: we've clearly gotten them to drunk the Kool Aid. We've, we've clearly all the way bought into our own hype, just absolutely right, deeply right, bought right. into our, we're doing something really meaningful <laughs> yeah. here, guys get out there. No, there, I mean, at, at, but there is a point at, at, you have to be like, okay guys, like if something goes wrong, we've had, um, like there was, there was a, there was a moment last year where it's like something went wrong. We, lo- we lost some footage for a video and like, that sucks. And you're like, Oh man, I, gotta, I can't believe we lost yep. this footage. And, um, you know, we've had people like cry about it in the office, like unbelievably upset. And, yeah. and like you do, like at some point you have to go to people and be like, you know what? It's YouTube. This is a YouTube, is a YouTube video. video. It's fine. This is a YouTube video. Nobody died. Nobody mm-hmm. yeah. died when we lost yeah. footage. Like we're on YouTube guys. It's okay. Like, like, we're going to be all right. Well, and
0: the other thing too, I think like is we never ask people to work harder than we ourselves yeah. work, you yeah. know? And I think that that's a big part of it too yeah, is, you know, if you think about it, you, you talked about 44 videos in a month up until this announcement, I am in every single one of those videos. I am the one voicing it. I'm the one in front of the camera. That's I'm the crazy. one editing it. Yeah. Right. Think <laughs> that's about that. Crazy. Every that's, 44 videos a month, 12 months of the year. For, I mean, 13 years, like, but it's ramped up to that. But, like, every single one has been my voice, my face, you know, my notes, whatever it is.
1: November of last year, Matthew was, like, th- there was, like, a Friday night where he was, like, supposed to do some pickups or he was supposed to, like, you know, uh, review some footage or whatever. And he was, like, I can't do this because I'm so sick of hearing my own voice. I just hate yeah. my yeah. voice. I just can't yeah. listen to it anymore. And it was, like, yeah, of course not. <laughs> like, this is too yeah. much. Yeah. And And,
0: like, you know, I think some people, when they saw the announcement video go out about this whole thing is like, oh, he's burnt out. And oh, this he's leaving the platform because he's burnt out. It's like, no, actually, like, clearly I, I could keep doing this from now until forever, right? Like, this isn't burnout. Like, I'm fine. This is fun. It's still enjoyable. But at the same time, I just recognize that it's my time to pass it on. And and this and is the it's a lot.
1: It's a lot for one person, right? Like, yeah. you can yeah. like something and you can not be burned out of doing it altogether. But you can be like, yeah, I recognize, like, being in 44 videos a month is like, it's like too much, too many videos to be in. like. Yeah. somebody else should be doing this.
2: Yeah. So uh, when we go back in time to when you first started having this conversation with LunarX, LunarX, yeah, yeah. LunarX, yep. were there other suitors? And there were. Yeah, okay. a lot. Yeah. A lot. And when you took this to market, like what, what, what do you think was most attractive? Like I'm curious about the revenue pie chart at that time. Mm-hmm. Like how much is AdSense? How much is brand partnerships? Sure. Yeah uh what does the business actually look like and then as you go to market yeah. with the youtube channel like i think people would be interested to understand what are you selling mm-hmm. right like the ip of mm-hmm. course uh the actual videos mm-hmm. the you know like what what goes into a deal like this yeah. and what 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 did the company look like from a revenue perspective
1: yeah, yeah absolutely um so ah, yep We got a lot of phone calls about this after we sold. Uh, And I think there's, so there's a lot that goes into that, right? So uh, the first part of that was like, what What was was the revenue
2: pie chart? Oh yeah. What was the revenue pie chart? Okay.
1: And the the first question before that was, was there were there um, other suitors? suitors? Um, So, and before that, it was like when you went to market. So (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, we should start with when you went to market. The first thing was we didn't go to market. We didn't go to market. We got approached cold by one company. And then another and another, and we were like, "This is weird. We should at That's least weird. be." Yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird.
0: Out of the woodwork, cold came know, too cold.
1: Out of the woodwork, totally cold. Cold emails from companies who are interested in buying.
0: Well, real quick, what? and this I, we we talked earlier about how we were talking about YouTube exit strategies back in twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah, hmm. we were talking about investors coming into the space. Back in 20, what was it? 2018,
1: was- there was uh like, you know, a VC firm that approached us at VidCon being God. like, hey, I want to invest in this space. How do I do that? And we were like, people aren't there yet. We literally yeah. literally told them, like, people aren't there yet. There's, there's, there's not enough sophistication in this space to do that. They were like six years early, but like uh after, yeah, after the exit strategy conversation, we at least knew that this was like possible. You know, we had there have been very limited kind of investments in in YouTube channels to date. There have been a few examples of acquisitions um, and, you know, some big ones of, of acquisitions not going well. You know, you guys have talked to Smosh. We've talked to Smosh. But yeah. All of that. Um, but we hadn't uh, thought about selling, you know, anytime soon, really, Um, or it wasn't really quite on the radar yet. And we didn't know what that picture would look like at all. We were just totally undereducated, totally uninformed. And we started getting these requests out of the woodwork. And we were like, um we took a phone call and realized immediately that we had no idea what we were doing at all. We were like, we don't know how to value ourselves. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. Even the vocabulary of these conversations, I needed, you know, I need a whole different dictionary for this, for this line of thinking. And so we went back and did a lot of work internally. We got you know, professional partners, we got a banker. We called like the only person we know who had had their company acquired and it had, and it had gone well. And we were like, what do we do? And he pointed us in the direction of Liontree, which is like, you know, it's, it's uh, a bank with some clout when it comes to like investments in the media space. They were involved in the Maker Disney deal. They were um, like, they were involved in major mergers like CBS and all this stuff. So they had a lot of experience, but they had never really worked with an individual YouTube channel or a creator business before. So it was like a huge learning curve on both sides. Mm -hmm. And once we were kind of through that, then we were able to say, okay, now we can have our first intelligent conversation because we were on the phone with the first people who contacted us. They were on the phone. They were just like, well, like, what'd you sell for? And we were like, well, we don't really know. We need to think about that. Right. Yeah. So that, like, the first conversation was, the first conversation to buy is, the thing
2: outright. Yes. yes. And they were oh, like, yeah. they were, wow. they were like have you
1: considered selling? And we were like, no, n- not really, but I'm curious about this conversation. And they just kept asking us to, like, pitch numbers out. They were like, well, just what do you think? What do you think? And we were like, well, we don't know. We, we need to go back and, and, you know, work on doing evaluation internally. And they were like, yeah, but what do you think? And I mean we knew immediately that we were at such a disadvantage. And so once we had finally come over this learning curve, then we came back and we had a sense of what we, we thought we were worth, what we um, had, what we could back up with numbers based on, you know, what -hmm. the revenue was looking like and and how our revenue was split. And then we were able to come to the table. And over the course of the next several months, we had lots of other people who joined the conversation and all in all, from start to finish we talked to 10 different
0: companies oh, about wow. selling mm-hmm.
1: from all across the spectrum um small vc firms to um the Major biggest the biggest media brands out
0: there yeah. and what was also interesting was in those conversations every single one had a different thing that they wanted to do with us right some of them were only interested in the gaming side some of them were interested in taking the company and breaking us down and integrating them us into their digital video production like hey you've been able to create a really good digital video stream we want you to do that for us meaning like
2: an aqua hire yeah yeah right? exactly like we'll we'll buy you mm-hmm. and you come work and integrate into yep, our exactly. company
0: yep exactly exactly yeah. and
1: some and some were like okay well we have a food vertical and we have uh you know right. style content so we're just going to take the four channels that you have or the three channels at the, at the time and we're going to break them apart and we're going to send them into these different lanes and we were like that. And know.
4: rebrand them? Yeah. Uh, maybe or-
1: rebrand them or maybe just like completely disassemble All of the workflow pipelines Mm. take apart how they're being done and completely separate them and silo them all out so that they just have no connection to each other at all. All of these systems and a lot of them right off the bat, we were like, these aren't going to work.
0: Yeah, there's no way. I think that was one of the things that was most surprising, though, is like you would think like, oh, everyone's going to approach this acquisition from probably the the same angle. But no, they were all vastly, vastly different and, and very quickly helped us narrow down the field of like, hey, if you we get are, it, if the, you
1: get it, you don't get it, you yeah. don't get it, you
0: don't get it. <laughs> because there were immediate red flags. And also, like, one of the things that you hear talked about a lot in the M&A space is this idea of, like, what does a good partnership look? What do you want out of a partnership? Yeah. And and I think while it sounds like just lingo, it, it's actually very true, right? It is a partnership between one company and another company. And in an ideal world, you are working together for the betterment of everyone.
2: Both people but have to whoever there. is the buyer ultimately – if it's an outright, if sale, it's an outright sale, yes, can do
0: whatever they want. 100%. Right. So it's
2: like, it's actually, it's not a partnership. Right. Right. Like you have to trust this person right. to take care of the brand because. Absolutely. Right. Like, and yes. you can
1: write lots of stuff into contracts. Sure. Right? But it doesn't matter, but they yep. can the always the, change
2: their strategy. Sure. At yeah. the end
1: of the day. Yeah. They have, they have veto power yeah. over a lot of stuff. Right. Um, and when it comes to like what they're buying, that was like one mm-hmm. of the questions you asked, mm-hmm. like, what are they buying? Right. Um, so for us, it was a few different things, right? It's obviously all of the IP, the all of the intellectual property rights of, of anything that is our channels, that's derived from our channels, spin-offs, all of that kind of stuff. And that's where it becomes tricky. And I think it's even trickier for YouTube channels that are based around a personality because you have to be able to draw a box around what is our channel of actually, course. right? What is a theory? It's like, okay, it's a piece of like edutainment content mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, is done in an animated style. It's done primarily in voiceover, but like sometimes maybe not. And you have to be able to define <laughs> what is this, what is a theory format yep. so that you can understand yeah. what it is and you can also understand like what it isn't because as people, Matthew and I also exist on the internet, like just as human yeah, beings. Of mm-hmm. And we might want to do something else ever someday. And you want to be clear that what we would do if we, I don't know, create a
2: you make
0: travel cooking though. show. Yeah. It's right, right. yeah. Where, yeah. where, yeah, where right? does theory begin and
2: yeah. the video essay yeah. end? Yeah. Or like exactly. you explain yeah. something on the internet. Right. Right. Is right. that, is that a, theory? a theory? Is that a theory? Yeah. Right. A theory? So we yeah. had
1: to define like what the heck, what the heck is a theory and also say like, okay, outside of that, Matthew and I can exist on the internet as people and talk about other stuff. We can talk about the fact that we went to the beach, or we can make a, a video someday about, I don't know, a trip to Greenland, it, whatever sure. it is you mm-hmm. want. Um, so defining what you're buying is actually yeah, harder than you yeah, think. It's
2: hard. Mm-hmm. And then
1: like, how do you, like, I don't even know how you would do that for like a vlog channel or, uh, you know. I
2: don't think
0: those yeah. are yeah. acquisition uh, targets. Acquisition no. targets. No, they can't uh, be. It, I mean, it they has be to be a scalable Correct. media brand. Yes, they could be investment yeah.
1: targets, right? In sure. the same way that you would invest in, um, like, in a, in a professional athlete or something like that, where you would own a piece of their business or own a piece of their, like, the, sure, the back-end yeah. partnerships or something like that. But, yeah, it's not the same, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's the intellectual property, defining what that is, and then there's um, this idea of, like… We've we built a system that runs right. We have built a functional, profitable business that runs, and I mean, you're you're acquiring the EBITDA yeah. uh, if you want to get really technical about it. We um, are. Acquiring- I didn't know what
2: EBITDA stood for for so long. Oh yeah, and we me should. For if some there's someone listening who's heard the term, use the term and doesn't yep. know what it stands. for.
1: I think in our industry, it's pretty much synonymous with your profit, right? It's Just mm-hmm. your, profit. Yeah. It's your profit. It's your profit. before way, you yeah. pay your taxes. It's what it's, it's earnings it's the
2: before interest, right? Taxes, <laughs> taxes and. Amortization, no. <laughs> yeah, and something else. Amortization, what is that? I don't Appreciation? Know. What's the what's the There's an awe. Ah
1: there's an awe in there. I don't know. See,
2: no one knows. No one knows. Yeah. What a ah. ridiculous term, right? Let's use profit.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's profit. So yeah, yeah, what's know. going on? So yeah, it's it's basically like okay, you, if we you make. A million dollars in a year, and you spend eight hundred thousand of that yeah. making the production. You're left with two hundred thousand. Yeah,
0: which that's is that's your EBIT. <laughs> <Which> that's basically <laughs> I mean, your, basically. I mean,
3: yeah,
2: and then yeah,
1: you're yeah. going to end up paying like you know whatever between fifty and hundred grand to taxes or whatever. Yeah. And but before you pay those taxes, that's, that's your EBIT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and then, it. And <laughs> then
2: there's a revenue multiple on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yep. Did you guys learn about like? Because I, I don't know. I don't know if you can or can't share that. But like, that is something that I think that people are. Exploring of like, what is the revenue multiple on sure. a YouTube channel or a media business? I like, don't think
1: there's a standard. There's not a standard. because right. because it's all it's all the the stability of the business you're buying, right? So sure. and the potential of the business you're buying, right? So yeah. when you talk yeah. about tech companies, oh my god, this is so this is so geeky. This is no, so this boring. Is this is I'm this so sorry. By right. right. so the way, I'm so sorry for the retention
2: yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. losing yeah. right now. No, no, no. probably no. increasing. This is the show. We've been we've been boring this point. This is all this mushy garbage. All the other stuff we're cutting out. Yeah, please,
0: please. Easy ease, okay, and now we're great. here, and yeah. that's all the that money. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> right, Give easy ease the credit that easy ease. Right there, it, it makes the internet run. Okay, easy it does. ease. It does. If I could invest it brings in just calm and peace, yeah. to many people. If on the I could other just end. invest, acquire
4: yeah. easy ease as a concept, that is the best investment I, don't I could make. ever invented. The easy
0: ease, right? <laughs> yeah. People at this point are just googling. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. look at the Google trends yeah, after this yeah. goes out. People are going to be like, easy ease, was that? Yeah. Anyway, um, please. Yeah.
3: What is Yeah. Right.
0: What is no. knows what the uh
1: is what's the uh (laughs) and even um so so you have tech companies right and they've created something that's like an an, some like amazing little app and everyone's like wow this has the potential to reach like a gazillion people and make a gazillion dollars and so they get some crazy multiple 10x 15x multiple like something Mm -hmm. wild right um with youtube channels and 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 you know a lot of times that's not warranted but every once in a while it is okay fine and YouTube channels are a completely different model from that, right? Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you have traditional businesses where you may be like 2x, 3x, or something sure. like that. If it's like a just a tried and true kind of business, you don't expect it to change very much. You don't expect it to grow very much. The multiple is smaller because there's not all this like crazy unlocked potential mm-hmm. there, right? YouTube channels fall like somewhere in the middle. Also, of that. because
2: there's subjectivity around like, the key individuals. Exactly. 100%, right? Like, right? Yes. Very much so. There is a question of that's still probably up in the air. Mm-hmm. What happens mm-hmm. when you guys are fully out? 100 right? like, Isn't it a fun
1: mystery? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> and, and, and,
2: and stay tuned to find out more. <laughs> I, th- I think they call that it's like key man risk something, yes, right? Key yeah. man yeah. risk. Yeah. That's
1: the big buzzword in in like in yep. investment in this space the key man risk. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we came to the table with KMR, it, uh, as the, we call it. Oh, event. is it? Oh, no. The, I just, yeah. Oh, the old KMR. It's KMR. I love
2: it. Yeah. KPI yeah. is the KMR. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It should be key oh person God. risk, by the way. Sh-
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. I wasn't offended. It's fine. Yeah. But I think just
0: generally it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Key human risk. Key human risk. Yeah. But if there's a dog, all of a sudden, Yeah, which is possible on YouTube. Yeah. Key thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, grumpy cat. grumpy cat. Grumpy cat goes Rest away peace, like this. Maybe right? key existence risk. Key existence can. of this key thing. entity risk. Entity, entity risk. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Key character. Kerr. 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 Kerr
2: so there's the sorry cult. you were the saying yeah. <laughs> yeah. what was that multiple
3: I, I forget
1: what's <laughs> going on um, so yeah there's a huge amount of subjectivity around how much does how much does the owner of the channel or the personality on the channel matter right uh, with a personality based channel it, it's everything and then you work into these formats and maybe it doesn't matter as much right mm-hmm. and for us I think it helped that regardless of acquisition this was going to happen anyway I don't think people realize that do people realize that But it didn't matter if we sold. (laughs) Like we were gonna do this anyway. Yeah, this was gonna happen. We were gonna step away. No, this was gonna happen and we were already building
0: up the the company. We were already training up people, like the acquisition helped further that along and helped secure those pipelines faster and probably more effectively than it would Mm -hmm. have otherwise. But this timeline was always happening.
2: Did you look at other possibilities of financing, if not acquisition?
1: No.
4: No. No. (laughs) You no didn't. no. you weren't interested in that or you were just but like f- financing comes with the responsibility still. There. exactly.
0: That's, you well- you lose the you lose a lot of control. But now all of a sudden, there's a lot more oversight, right? And so we're
1: control freaks. Either we have it or we don't. Like, there's no
0: middle ground. That's it. (laughs) We are type A plus. Here's the thing. And and we've actually,
1: so I don't know, I think we are a lot more uptight about this kind of stuff than other people. But we've talked about this as it relates to even stuff like Patreon and fan funding, um, which are wonderful tools. They are great. But as soon as you take money from someone, and this is just like kind of a hard fact of the world and it sucks as soon as you take money from someone, money isn't free. You Mm -hmm. owe them something. Yes, You have another responsibility. And we already felt a lot of responsibility. responsibility. We've already been over that. (laughs) There's a lot of responsibility. And so when you you take an investment, right, you've taken money. And now you owe something. You are expected to pay that back in multiples, in fact. And so if we were confident in the business that we're building, great, we're, we're fine on our own, having that middle ground just wasn't an appealing idea for us. And I think for some people it really is because Mm -hmm. they feel like they have a partner, but they still feel like they have all this ownership and control. And for us, it didn't it didn't feel like the right fit. Well
0: and also I mean we didn't need it. Like if we yeah. if we really God, wanted it wasn't to tell like, it about the finance. no, like it wasn't we about are the tremendously money. profitable. Like I mean, it's, it, the fact of the matter is like our business is tremendously profitable. The EBITDA is great. Big EBITDA. Big, yeah, EBITDA. big, yeah. big, big old EBITDA. Big old EBITDA. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, I, mighty EBITDA.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that sounds and that sounds like a like a really inflated thing to say, but I think it's really important to be mm. honest about these businesses, yeah. right? A They're lot of them are margin. incredibly yeah. high yeah. margin. And yeah. that's not an We've like, you know, through various (laughs) weird emails that we've gotten over the years, we've gotten sent a lot of other people's books, other big creators in the space, and they are just as profitable. I mean, like, this is something that I think is an honest conversation to have, Mm -hmm. and— they don't need financing. They don't need, a, like, a cash infusion. Right. They have it. Yeah, so, it's called, it's called yeah. brand called So we're getting assets, more so.
0: money, but with, you know, but you're sacrificing control. control. And and I think it's, you know, it's important to know, you know, I, I think for us, it, it's one thing to say, like, oh, look at us, big but this and that. But it was always intentional. <laughs> because Like, we are very fiscally conservative because yeah, yeah. of that responsibility that we sure, feel sure. to our audience. Yeah, totally. 2023 was a hard year for this industry because… There was a lot of tech shakeups as a a lot of people are getting laid off. There was a lot of uncertainty on the platform as shorts take up more screen real estate. And so those long-form videos that actually monetize are getting less and less views as short-form, which doesn't monetize, slowly to you know take over the screen Mm -hmm. space, right? And so on harder years, having that big old EBITDA and having something that is a nest egg for the company ensures that you don't have to panic. And that you are still able to sustain and pivot and grow and make sure that your employees are taken care of for when it's tough. You know, I think
1: in 2018, like when, like yeah. we lost what over 250 grand from mm-hmm. the defy thing. Mm-hmm. Still have nightmares about it. But when, but when that happened, it was like that really sucks for Matthew and I, right? that sucks for us. It doesn't have to suck for anybody else. Our employees do not see that or feel that or anything. They don't feel it. No one got laid off. No one got to talk about, we have got to tighten our belts, guys. We're like, we got to cut back on these. No no one got that.
2: No no one felt Mm -hmm. it.
1: No one had to worry. And that was, that's the point. So I think
2: it's really important to note that because we are entering the era of like, sometimes YouTube channels are discussed like, you know, early stage tech startups where it's like, invest everything back in, you know? And, I think the base premise of YouTube is like you do a thing that doesn't cost very much money, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you it started with like film on your MacBook or at or least it shouldn't, or it shouldn't cost a lot, of money. Yeah. right? It I mean, shouldn't, at least in the yeah. beginning, right? Yeah. And then as audience grows, revenue should grow, but production costs should grow very minimally. Yes. Right? Like yep. it should, it should actually not necessarily, it does not need to be proportionate to revenue growth. Correct. Yes. It actually should just slowly grow yep. and it it needs to operate like that. So the overhead is low enough that you can deal with the volatility of the business we're all in, which is advertising. Right. We're we're matching the ad market, Mm -hmm. right? With like, there's a volatility yeah. to adsense a there's market
0: a vol- that you don't have control, you don't over. Have control over like right. i mean you can and, do nothing
1: about that and and and, yeah. the, and a platform that you don't ultimately at yeah. the end of the day have right. control over you're building mm-hmm. great you're building a business on quicksand and you're <laughs> building it yeah. where it's fun- funded by people who are at the best are like cyclical yearly and are subject to all of these like crazy consumer whims and these huge other mm-hmm. market factors. Yeah, there's like nothing in your control there. You can
2: right. pitch that to the VCs. Yeah, You're like, they
0: love that. Oh, they it's were on like quicksand. It's like wow, the sky, <laughs> this sounds
1: like rock solid. Yeah. Let me yeah, in. Yeah. They're Both banging down the door yeah. for that pitch.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean like you you hear it all the time, like with BuzzFeed, you know, when yeah. when they're one of the biggest brands to exist in the digital video space and all of a sudden they're like, and we're gonna expand into Facebook and all in on Facebook video and this and that. And then all of a sudden, Facebook video goes away and isn't a priority. Now, all of a sudden, you have all this investment and all this overhead that you're responsible for, and it goes away, right? It's
4: also about keeping your process sustainable. Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. As you're saying, it's like cyclical. A Mm -hmm. lot may happen. It's a long game. Yes. And you got to be able to withstand.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot like stocks in that Mm -hmm. way, right? You see the rise, you see the fall. But like, and and the beauty of our format and our brand has always been like, we've never had that big thing that popped Mm -hmm. off. There's never been that big viral hit. It's been year over year, smart, sustainable growth, and smart, sustainable programming.
2: Do you you have the thought, we— I feel like as a YouTube creator, you always have to have this thought of like what I'm creating. Could I do this by myself again? If I needed to,
0: mm-hmm. oh, you sure. know what I mean like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel yeah. like
2: you kind of
1: have- had to let go of that like a while ago. Like that's the thing because like, there's no way, right. There's no way yeah. to mm-hmm. even, it, to even come remotely close to anything. Anything like the scale and anything like what we're doing now because specifically because, you know, like you said before, you hire people who are much, much better sure, at doing yeah. different parts of it than you are. And there's no way for us to replicate those skills at this yeah. point. There's no chance. But the idea that, okay, we're gonna launch another channel, but guess what? It's not a different format. It's using the same writers because they've mm-hmm. just written a food theory. Now they can write a style theory.
3: Right. And
1: interesting the editors they've been editing a game theory but they can edit a film yeah, uh-huh. theory and guess what yeah they can and they're and they're great at it and so using translatable skills is what really helps to keep the overhead low because you can use the same people who can again expand their skill set get into new creative mediums feel creatively satisfied because they're not stuck only editing and animating video game characters now they're anima- now they're editing and animating marvel characters or like fruit i don't know <laughs> me,
0: me <laughs> dancing fruitier. around in bread gloves Exactly. Sure. or whatever yeah. Or oh, the
1: edible underwear the Grimace shake I, we, episode we Rumble keep going we back
0: to edible yeah. underwear yeah. Right? you guys really like the that edible underwear it's a memorable one i don't know if you images that, of that episode oh, please do like really stick the entire in the brain yeah. whenever you see retention <laughs> dipping <laughs> just insert that edible underwear yeah that'd be great please
1: and and that's how i think we we've been able to keep overhead really low because we are adding to the same group of people who can do everything. We're not creating completely separate teams to do all of the different channels. It's really all one big pool. And that's also the only way that you keep it even remotely feeling like the same brand, right? Yeah. How how else do you have a, a gaming channel and a, and a style channel and right. a film channel a food channel similar. that yeah. actually right. manage to feel like mm-hmm. anything close to the same brand? There's only one way to do that. And you have to have yeah. like overlap with the people working on them, right?
0: It is, it is also worth calling out. Like we were very upfront. <laughs> With lunar, with when we said we are stepping down, yeah. you know, like this was not a surprise to them. It was something that they were fully on board with. It was something that they believed in. You it was know? a selling
1: point, actually. Yeah. I mean, the idea mm-hmm. that they were because because they brought up to us the, the the key human risk, right? Yeah, The, yeah. the key entity KHR, K- K- the Kerr. Kerr. the cur, <laughs> the and we were like, no, we've been planning for that for a long yeah. time, actually. And here are two going on three creative directors that we already have in place. You know, we're only missing one. And then we ramp them up and then we set them loose. And, and here's
0: our training plan for them. Mm-hmm. And this is what yeah. they've done so far. This is where they're going. And, and all of a sudden – you know, like we were talking about, that, that key entity risk is is scary for a lot of investors and a as lot it of people. And it totally should be, totally right, right. yeah. so, yeah. But Who the fact that we were about, already yeah. in the middle of the process, the fact that yeah. we had already had data to show, like, hey, these people are liked by the audience, and and look at all these scripts that they've produced that have been well received, and the episodes where I haven't done voiceover, those haven't shown a significant performance dip. Like all of those things combined into like, hey. We are willing to take this journey with you and, and we support where this brand is going.
4: Yeah. And kudos to them yeah, for, for yeah, doing I that. Think it was I mean, great. huge. Yeah. Huge. How how important was having data around launching new channels and new mm-hmm. verticals? Because I imagine that's also an X factor of like, well, we have a team here. It could launch, they could launch fitness theory. There mm-hmm. could be tech theory.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, big. Yeah. Big. yeah. I, I, big. It showed that we were able, it showed that we had a format that could travel and that we had a brand that could spread you know yeah. Yeah. like the thing that we talked to them about cuz again like you're talking to investment people you're talking to people outside of this space who don't understand youtube and the But thing if you that,
1: put it in slide decks they understand it a lot. Right? Oh, a lot of a lot
0: of Gantt sharks. <laughs> yeah. If you can just yeah. if it Gantt if it can charts.
1: fit on a powerpoint slide it it's great. suddenly comprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But but we talked to them a lot about how being a theorist it, it's a lifestyle brand it's it's approaching the world around you with uh, uh, overthinking with a sense of curiosity and wanting to optimize your life if you are a fan of sports congratulations you are a theorist you know if you are a fan of cooking you know and you want to optimize your recipes like you are a theorist and showing that we had had success in film and food and and gaming that was already a point and and saying like hey and we are a couple months away from launching style theory, which is fashion, you know, fashion beauty, which is a whole separate audience and vertical that we can tap into. And here's, you know, sports theory. If we ever are able to find a, a system where the sports leagues can get involved, which, yeah. you know, it, it's That's not. Yeah. It, we've talked to them they wanted yeah. too much control. Like, yeah. but it's one of those things that, like, hey, maybe at some point ESPN or Hulu or any of these companies are looking for ancillary sports related content. It will happen. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I am sports theory would have been our first spin-off. Yeah. Like we had yeah. very serious talks with all the sports leagues back in the day.
1: They wanted to like own pieces of all the content yeah, and all yeah. this it stuff. Was, Again, it was control headache, freaks. But it will. We either have it or yeah, we don't. Yeah. But yeah. it sure.
0: absolutely yeah. will happen. Same yeah. thing with music theory. Mm-hmm. Same like our audience has been asking for book theory forever. That's I mean, cool. like it really can spread out. And each one of those is its own interesting merch vertical, you know, food theory is able to capitalize off of pots and pans and cookware and we're testing out the best cookware and then we're making our own style theories making its own apparel brand, you know, and we're doing a fashion show in April, you know, we own fashion week and we're spotlighting all these different creators game theory. We're creating our own game film theory. Mm -hmm. We're commenting on these smaller indie series and let's make our own animation show and all of a sudden you see how broad this brand can be and how exciting it is. Cause we have the marketing arm being able to talk about it with the theories, but also our audience is tremendously favorable towards new IPs and they will follow you when yeah, we say like, cool. Hey, mm-hmm. here's a cool new that's channel that you've never heard of, or here's a cool new movie that you, or this game that you'd mm-hmm. never play, but here it is. They'll follow us with those places because we have that trust. And so instead of talking about other people's products and, and ideas and stuff like, why aren't we creating them ourselves? And then, solving it internally and figuring or seeding it out for mm-hmm. them to to talk about. And when
1: it comes to launching the new channels, I mean, it's, excru- it's, it's excruciating. We have like the most uptight process for launching a new YouTube channel that I've ever heard of. And we had basically for lack of a better term, like an actual playbook for how to launch a YouTube channel. See,
0: that's the, that's the playbook that existed long before. That is else. Yeah, actually, that's, we had a channel playbook. launch
1: playbook Let's hear it. and we had, you know, we've given talks about this. We've consulted a yeah. lot of people on this and it comes from just an overweening amount of preparation ahead of time. We research every vertical that we go into. We watch everything in that vertical. We understand how the hosts talk to the audiences. We understand the colors they use, how long they episodes are, how often they post what their opening lines are, whether they have a theme song or not, what their titles include. Do their titles include punctuation? Do their thumbnails involve a white stroke on the outside of everyone's head? Whatever it is, we know everything about the vertical before we even decide to go into it. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we decide, okay, can we play in this space? Where, um, Where aren't people saying the things that we would like to say? are there enough collaborators in this space that we think we could be part of a community in this ecosystem? And then from there, it's like, okay, what would we actually say? And we come up with literally a year's worth of content titles and log lines. If you don't have, if you don't have, and I mean, maybe more than that. It was like a hundred. It's like hundred. It's about a hundred. A hundred titles like and log lines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And if
1: you don't have a hundred titles and log lines, you don't have enough content to like think about launching a channel. Do you match channel.
2: thumbnails to those or like a couple thumbnail mocks or like how do you do... Totally. Like you do. Okay. You get you have
1: I mean, you have to think about the audience that you want yeah. and what they're already watching. Of course. Right. So yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it's very common practice for other people to do this as well. And what's really fun is when we start to see people doing it back to us, that's when we know we're actually part of a community. Um, Style is a great example of this where we have uh, channels that we super admire in that space and we watch everything that they do. We watch how they speak to their audience. We watch the structure of their videos and we're like, this is so well done. We admire this so much and we take what we can as it applies to what we're doing And we do that same thing with with thumbnails to try and say, okay, if we want a similar audience to kind of watch our stuff, how can we make them feel comfortable enough to click from this video to our video, right? How can we bridge that gap for them if they've never been here and they don't know what to expect? Can we make them feel more comfortable? Can we help bring them over? And we've started doing that in the style space. And we've just, as of a few weeks ago, started seeing other people mimic our thumbnails in that space. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we're in.
2: We're in. We're, yeah. we're here. That's so and, interesting. and
1: now and now we're having a dialogue with those other channels. Yeah. And then maybe we collab with them. But if not, we know that there's like this implicit friendliness of like, okay, we are helping each other and we are supporting each other through a visual conversation or a, like a format conversation where we know that we want our audiences to talk to wow. each other. Then so it's so interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's, it's the super vertical,
2: cool. like, yeah, and Analyzing your vertical is something we talk about a lot of like, how do you even do that? Yeah, Because your vertical exists on YouTube, right? right? Which you have to study deeply because the suggested videos, I think it's a very Mm -hmm. interesting thing you're bringing up. But I also think you actually need to uh, recognize and understand where your vertical exists beyond. Sure. And what type of information they're engaging with there and what type of, uh, because the only way you can see the gaps is if you fully understand Mm -hmm. in the the real estate of the internet, where this vertical hangs out. Right. Right. Like where do these people hang out? What are they engaging Mm -hmm. in? what are they not engaging? Like yeah. you just have to yeah, really deeply mm-hmm. look at where the, the white space yeah, is. Instagram, but, TikTok, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Yeah.
0: Um. But it's, and then from there, you know, going back to the playbook idea, it's once we've kind of developed all this list, once we've done all this research and once we're kind of got the go ahead, it's we have to launch with five videos, like day one, five videos. Mm-hmm. It's not, launch on an empty channel. It's not here's the only one. It's five videos that, within those five videos, give you the thesis of the channel. Here are the range of things we're going to talk about. Here's how they're going to look. Here's how they're going to sound. Here's an episode about hygiene. Here's an episode about clothing and personal style. Here's an episode about you know, a real life experiment where we do something wacky like try to kill you with a high heel, you know, and here's the something did really well. <laughs> it did. It did. Great great. People were yeah. really excited great, to great kill thumbnail. things with yeah. with high heels. Yeah. You know, here's one where the we analyze. No,
3: you, didn't know you... Yeah. Yeah. you yeah. have the answer to.
0: Here's yeah. one where we analyze Hulk's pants because we're going to dip into fictional characters <laughs> mm-hmm. and fictional IP and how fashion plays into that space. And then from there, you know, we've taken you on a watch journey. You've gotten a sense of like mm. what this audience, you know, what this channel represents. And also from our side, we've gotten a sense of what videos have gotten the most traction. And we see like, oh, they really like this one. They didn't care for this one as much. Like maybe we need to, you know, mm. do we still want to pursue this? Do we want to kind of like merge more into one area or another? Yeah,
1: we can but- t- turn the dials in the background about what kinds of topics we're covering based on that initial uh, burst of viewership that we see. And when we're when we're going in for an actual channel launch, we also focus all of the attention on it, right? Um, style Theory is a great example. We got to a million subscribers in sixty-two hours, right? Whoa! Yeah, yeah,
0: was so it, quick. Wasn't sixty-two? Yeah. Wow. I think it was. A, yeah. yeah. I think it was less. But was I, it less? But anyway, it was one of those things, though. Like again, anyway, you're it was like, it was a very yeah, short, crazy. right? It was yeah. a very
1: short amount of time because we intentionally sent people to a channel everything we had from every other right. channel we pointed straight mm-hmm. at it and said go watch this right now and we when they landed there they landed on 5 20 minute episodes if you make it through all those episodes it's 100 minutes of watch time on a brand new channel we actually got we got flagged or something P- youtube thought we were like we were, spamming we were spamming. Thing, Yeah, because of they like tried to demonetize the channel there were, there were like problems early on because we got it you, youtube's right. like internal systems like couldn't handle yeah, all of the yeah. watch minutes that were suddenly flooding to this mm-hmm. new channel but we also took the opportunity to point people very specifically to videos in that watch journey and we plugged them in at different places. So the um film theory that we had that week pointed straight to the episode on style theory about Hulk's pants. Yeah, we did guess a Marvel
0: what? episode yeah. on film theory. Hey, you're watching yeah. a wow, you like this Marvel episode. Hulk's a Marvel hero. Go check out his pants. Boom, there it is. You know? And and so again, you're creating these, you're creating yeah. all these synergistic hooks of Watch you over here, drive you here. Watch you over here, drive you over here. It just has to make it easy for people, right? Video-to-video
2: relationship is one of the most important things on YouTube. Yeah. I think we found that like sometimes, uh, you know, like sometimes we'll make a video with the creator and then they'll put out a, a, you know, a big video six months later. Yeah. But it'll, there'll be a connection, right? And then that, the interview will- yeah, d- just time. immediately boost because there's like a, mm-hmm. a connection of an unbelievable amount of suggested traffic, yeah. and so I think so, the
4: best example was we interviewed Ryan Trahan right before the he went series. out on the Penny yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it came out Great. in the midst of it. Yep, and there were thirty plus videos that could recommend. Yeah, yeah. here's this episode of him talking. That's fantastic, about it. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. that's amazing.
0: So- suggested video is the such a powerful force on the platform, which is also one of the reasons why YouTube in 2023 is hard, right? Again, going back to the idea of screen real estate becoming more and more limited as YouTube tries to make two platforms, two pretty distinct viewing experiences, work on one platform, you know, with shorts and with long form that you've seen suggested video kind of be in this unstable state and kind of like in this state of flux right now, which is interesting.
2: Suggested video is getting put into question with connected TV viewership. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, because like we we last year thirty percent of our viewership came from connected TV.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh,
1: that's great! That's the watch is times that's longer on way TV.
0: The yeah. CPMs oh, yeah. are higher on yeah. TV. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Great. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> that's
2: thank a win. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but like I was watching some of your guys' videos yeah. on. Uh, Connected TV. Well, thank you, thank you. Very yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that still your AdSense or
0: what? Oh, no, I mean no. no but no, thank you, thank you on behalf of Lunar. Generally, thank yeah. you yeah. on behalf of our corporate organization. Over- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but like I think, yeah. and again, it's a partnership, right? We yeah, yeah, yeah. we are still yeah. giving our best work to of course, them, so that of course, way they can. Yes. but anyway, yes.
2: Anyhow, revenue. <laughs> the the revenue of connected TV <laughs> and ICPMs, Yeah, but the revenue pie chart
1: about the fact that he has time to watch TV, and I'm like, oh man, that's great. Well.
2: I'm watching TV in the context of researching for the interview. It's yeah, yeah.
1: work life integration. Integration, right there it is.
2: So, like, what was the revenue of the company when you went out? Like, and you're doing in the diligence phase. Yeah, you're like showing them here's here's how we make money. Yeah, is it like? majority AdSense? Is it brand partnerships? What does it look like?
1: I think it has a similar breakdown to a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, channels that you guys have probably talked to. Um, yeah. I think like, you know, you had, you read on yeah. a while back and I, I think we followed a very similar path to a lot of other channels in the space, just in general. Um, the only thing that I think is weird about us is that we have had a real under, uh, under reliance or, you know, we, We have never overly relied on brand integrations in general. Interesting. Um, Our Our AdSense is a big chunk, right? Yeah. Um, We are in verticals that have typically monetized pretty well, and we are, you know, typically on the more premium end of what just happens to be out there. And so, and
2: longer videos. Yeah, longer videos, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff.
1: So, you know, AdSense is is a good chunk. and AdSense and Brand Deals are definitely like the, the top two sources, right? Um, and together, you know, they're the vast majority of our revenue. Now, we've had some really good plays this past year into product. And so that rate, that pie has actually shifted so that product takes up a much bigger slice than it has in the past because we've, you know, really focused in on that strategy. But mm. if you think about, you know, the typical... AdSense being between, um, you know, 40 and 60% of revenue and then brand deals being like another, you know, 25 to 40%, just depending on the time of year Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. channel. Right. So we're like in that same ballpark, I think with a lot of other channels out there, but we're also in four different verticals, right? So some of them do great on the AdSense front and might be a little bit harder to score brand integrations for. And some of them like clean up on the brand deal front and, um, and might have like a slightly lower CPM, or might have a more volatile CPM.
0: The the actual fascinating thing about it too is, and again, it's it's kind of like having a diversified portfolio, which is fantastic. Like right. in 2023 alone, I'd say outside of Style Theory, but every other channel was the top earning channel at some point during the year, during at oh, some at, oh, wow. during one month. So for the vast majority of the year, it was Game Theory because Game Theory always tends to be because yeah. it's the oldest, it's, it's the longest. Catalog, right? It's got a huge back catalog, right? Huge catalog, great, right? So for game theory was that for a lot of it, but film theory surged for about like probably three or three months, four months or whatever. Then food theory actually dominated throughout the summer months, which was shocking to us all and and really took Mm -hmm. off. And then uh, and then towards the end of the year, GT Live, you know, our our little engine that could the little live stream channel just surged out and, and bested everyone. And so. The great thing about that is you really do see this like distributed risk across all of them, where as one rises, another falls, and as one falls, or, or sometimes they're all just firing at all cylinders, and it's great across the board. I
2: think it's kind of interesting that you guys made channels that are equally hard to produce, <laughs> yeah. right? Because of the <laughs> why wow, that was so dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of creators yeah. go, like, their second channel yes. is yeah. a Reacts channel. Yeah, it's supposed format. to be yeah, easier. Right yeah. 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 this, yeah. this one's supposed to be easier. Yep. But you went, this is hard. Yeah. Let's make another one. Let's make it all <laughs> hard. It's actually yeah. 4x how hard this is. No, totally. Yeah. Cuz that is cuz that, that that I feel like is what eventually happens is yeah. like again, you make the React channel, it's like, okay, oh, yeah, this is easier to produce, mm-hmm. uh and it's doing a million views yeah. or t- you know, 3 million views and that means the, the margins higher over here that can right. fund this thing. Yep. But yeah, that would have been
1: smart. You didn't do yeah, that, really yeah. that you, been figured smart.
0: Yeah, you figured something <laughs> out. Yeah, you're getting eleven in a week. <laughs> right. It's some sort of process. A lot of manpower, a lot of talents, yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot yeah. of passion.
1: Yeah, but I think like uh the reason for that wasn't because we wanted all the channels to be hard. It was actually because originally, if you really, really go back to it, is because we thought that one channel wasn't just gonna survive, right? Yeah. So when Got 2015 it. came around and Game theory had been around for th- four ish years. Mm. We were like, okay, well, you know, this is YouTube. The maximum, mm. the maximum lifespan of a channel is five years. So we got one good year left, and so we were let's like, let's launch a new channel. Let's yeah. launch a new yeah. channel
0: as as one kind of crests over <laughs> yeah. the hill. Like, let's launch the other thing, so that way this one is now <laughs> yeah. the thing that's carrying forward. Wow. Well, this one kind of goes down. How funny! But lo- right, but lo yeah. and behold, it's yeah. like, but we kept it alive, and it's <laughs> yeah. and it's still going and stronger than ever. Right. And so it's like, well, okay, well cool and then food theory we wanted to do food theory for a long time but it was one of those things where we just needed the manpower to do Mm -hmm. it and we're like well let's let's launch food theory because these other guys are getting kind of long in the tooth and you know like maybe creatively it's starting to get a little bit hard to find things or whatever food theory like oh my gosh there's a burst of fresh air and also everything else continues and thrives again and so Mm -hmm. it's on one hand it's did we anticipate having like five channels and all of them being very difficult and time intensive to produce yeah no No, i mean no we didn't really (laughs) because uh, because we built them in a way of like oh well when one goes the next one rises got it but then they all just lived on and it's like oh well this is great woohoo success Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah. what are you guys roles right now at theorist media and how long are you going to do those roles
1: what a great question what is our role (laughs) (laughs) It's, so, okay, so, so, <laughs> why, is, why, why is this a difficult question? <laughs> Uh, so Theorist has an org chart, right? Yep. We have a piece of paper that says— <laughs> You're just
4: a couple that lives in the office. I mean, oh, kind man. of. Yes. And our they, son has
0: 12 out. best friends
1: who live in the basement.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, so, we're the landlords yeah, yeah, that awkwardly yeah, yeah. live yeah. over the offices.
1: Yeah. Um, so so, the, so Theorist has an org chart, right? Yeah. And it has everyone's roles, and the editors report to this person, and the writers report to this person, and the creative directors, and all this stuff. And we are not— on it. You're not on the org chart. We're not on the org chart. We are kind of like floating so, bubbles. So there's the org chart, and then there's a circle around the org chart. And we are these like little planets in orbit around wow. the org chart. And so our my day-to-day existence, I, I can't speak to whatever the heck you're gonna be doing after you're not hosting all, of, all the other four jobs that you have. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, right. But when it comes to what I do is like I can I might be in any part of that org chart at any given time. And I'm in like five got of those places at once. It. But at the end of the day, my primary objective is being the one to say, okay, where, where are we going in a year? Where are we going in two years? What are, what are we supposed to be accomplishing right now in the bigger picture? And that's why I was the tip of the spear for our acquisition. And that's why I was um, the tip of the spear for the, you know, all of that research for the style vertical all of watching all of those videos, all of defining what that space was—that was I. That was me, right? And so I'm behind a lot of the stuff and and sort of the the foundation of a lot of the stuff that our our whole team ends up building, which is really cool.
0: And then and then me, meanwhile, like on paper again, I'm like I'm still CEO, I'm still listed as president of the company, but really what I function as is chief creative director. You know, mm-hmm. for, again, like if if they're all kind of like their own chief topic, creative
1: kind of, director, director,
0: yeah, the, the CDD,
4: yeah, yeah, the CDD, standard CDD, the yeah. standard classic
1: CDD.
0: <laughs> where if if you have kind of these these uh, creative directors who are learning how to be YouTubers and get a control over the whole production process and the the creative, and they're leading their individual channels. I'm then kind of like brand supervisor. I'm helping to 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 supervise them and you know give them advice and and weigh in on programming and serve as a mentor and a coach to them and a support network to them when it comes to Hey, how are we – how are you communicating with the editors? Are you getting what you want out of them? Like how is that relationship happening? How do we work on the, the, the writer's, you know, portfolio? And how do we, you know, make sure that we're there being trained up and learning the, what, what is a theory and how do you write that? Um, how's programming? Let's learn about that. And so really as, as the elder statesman of theorists – you know, I'm my job at this point is making sure that the the video production and the creative pipelines are running smoothly and cleanly and communication is still going on. So that way, again, I'm functioning as the audience. I'm representing them and telling the creative directors how to continue to relate to them in a way that makes sense and, and feels appropriate. But also to Lunar, where it's like, hey, Lunar, this is our business. This is how we work. This is what our audience stands for and, and who they are. And so as we pursue new projects like fashion shows and video games and, you know, new theory wear lines and things like that, this is how we this is what feels theoristy. This is what feels appropriate to them. This is the sort of stuff that we as a collective can be excited about moving forward.
2: Is there <clears throat> is there a moment where you're fully out? And is that planned or is it just like Are you not- ever
1: fully out of YouTube? YouTube is always with you and in your heart. I guess not, yeah, not not like fully
2: out of being on YouTube. It's with you, Tony. it's probably with you forever. Like a virus. Like, is there, there, like, are you hiring a new CEO of Theorist? Are you working towards, like, actually being out of this business?
0: I think there's a, yeah, I think there's a world where, you know, there are other people who can rise up and take over our responsibilities, you know, because we are nebulous and because we yeah. are there, you know, and there are people in our company who are ready to take on those responsibilities. And I think, you know, with a bit more training and with a bit more practice could very well take on those those roles, right? Yeah.
1: I think it's really, I think there's like there's a lot of hubris in being like, no, I'm irreplaceable. No sure, one can ever sure, replace sure. what I do and I'll never be able to leave because of it. Like that's that's, first of all, who wants that? like the best thing that you can do for yourself and for any company that you work for. And this goes with like anybody is make yourself replaceable, Mm -hmm. like find ways of taking bits of what you do and carving them off and training someone to do them as well or better than you can. Right. And eventually you'll have taken a lot of, a lot of the parts of what you do and, and you'll have been able to empower somebody else to do those. And that's, that's a pretty amazing thing to, that's a gift you can give to someone. Like it's pretty awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in in reality though, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is always going to be a moment where we move on just because, you know, I'm not going to be a 70 year old, still managing the same YouTube channel right I mean maybe but like it I, depends on how big
2: this thing uh, is hey fellow, kids. <laughs> hey, fellow yeah. kids here we go there's like a succession narrative <laughs> here right I mean that you, like you know you're running like this massive media company <laughs> and, right Ho- hopefully yeah. the people who are right. oh, taken over aren't
0: uh, as yeah, terrible yeah, as that right. <laughs> but, yeah, I was gonna say but, we're not but, passing
1: this on to our yeah. kid. they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're like <laughs> comments they were like yeah. well they could have just waited till Ollie was a little bit older and then like passed the YouTube channel on to them I was like oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do
0: that to him poor guy
4: but I made mention of this here you go here's 40 million subscribers Oh yeah, this, this is my, this oh my, my legacy God. to you. Um, I know you're but no. just getting into sophomore
0: year of high school. <laughs> <Right. but laughs> we good think luck with the acne time. and the YouTube yeah. channels. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned this earlier, but like at the end of the day, you know, we we love learning. You know, I think this is one of the first things that we said as, as a part of this is like we thrive off of learning and challenging ourselves. And there's there was this truism in theater where like when I, back when I was in theater, like if you could do anything else don't do theater uh, because yeah, right. it's it's thankless. It's it's a pretty miserable experience. You're out of a job every three months, like even if you're working, like it's, it's it's a tough business to work in. And, you know, and I was able to find happiness outside of theater. And I think for Steph and I, you know, you you look at YouTube and it kind of functions in, in a lot of the same way, right? Where it, it is this, like you said, it's, it's this all-consuming thing that you're constantly inundated with and you're constantly absorbing and this and that. And we, just by the nature of who we are and our intellectual curiosity and stuff, we have other interests. I think that's what's helped the creative of theorist work so well. But I think like, you know, I love rock climbing. I love, I want, I'm teaching myself how to ice skate right now. You know, I want to, there's a whole back catalog of books that I want to read that I've never gotten to read before because of how much time is taken. And hopefully on the other end of this, this host transition, I have the time to do that sort of stuff.
1: And we're very unhealthy. It should be yeah, stated. Absolutely. We don't live a particularly healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah. They're there are, if, you know, like life is a balance, shift your weight kind of thing. There there are shifts that can happen here where we can pursue other things that also make us happy in addition to YouTube mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. and find ways of pursuing those. And yeah. those, you know, make you a better rounded person, but can also make you better
0: at business. Are you yeah, talking you about the honesty? Are you talking yeah. about fun? I, right, right. Well, <laughs> actually, we're talking about happiness. Oh, so yeah. Sorry, the other thing. No. Yeah. And so, and, and I think this is... Uh, Stephanie uh, read this very influential blog uh, a long time a ago. long, long time ago, it was and it
1: unbelievably, unbelievably impactful on my whole life. Are you ready for it? No one, I don't think anyone actually likes this when I tell this story. So sorry okay. in advance. Okay.
0: No, so, I think okay. it's, I like it. I like. I like. I'm I like prepared this story. to
2: be uh, underwhelmed. In, underwhelmed, and underwhelmed. Yeah, and Yeah. Right, yeah. Right.
0: I mean, maybe I can tell the story, and then maybe it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you know that that's happened? <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: okay, okay. You tell the story, yeah. then you tell the story. Okay. And they'll yeah. Choose the best one. Choose the best one. Okay. No,
1: uh, uh, this, that's, what Matthew is doing is a callback to uh, many moments that we've had, but one moment in particular <laughs> that always like burns into our memory from VidCon where um, this was when I was not it was really wasn't known that I was helping with this, with the channels that I was part of the business. It was back in the days when there was one channel, one face yeah. and YouTube only invited one person to everything because it was like, if you can't be a YouTuber and have anyone else work yeah, with yeah, you yeah. ever. Um, but we were, we were at VidCon we were talking to, um, you know, an industry big wig. Um, and I said something to them and received absolutely zero acknowledgement. Like it was as if I didn't say it. And, then a couple minutes later they turned to Matthew and Matthew knew that I had just said this thing we were standing next to each other it wasn't it wasn't that hard to hear me and he said the exact same words literally the exact same sentence and the guy was like whoa, what an amazing idea <laughs> it was that, was amazing. that was incredible that was
0: a great idea that great. was amazing yeah.
1: and and so uh, we have a running joke uh, sort of about this about this instance Understood. a good solid yeah. 10 years later yeah. <laughs> so
0: anyway tell, tell me your story <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay okay so the opposite of happiness. What is it? What's the opposite of happiness? Sadness. You would think, right? Wrong. Wrong. You, you've been lying. Un, unhappiness. Whatever. whatever. It,
4: it feels like this moment right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's the impression that we've left them
4: yeah.
0: I mean, with. You know, <laughs> this is why people don't like the stories. <laughs> <'cause laughs> I would have quizzed them and made them feel bad about an impossible question. <laughs> I feel like I got set up. Yeah, so, you were. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. The,
1: yeah. So the idea, this idea, posits that the opposite of happiness is not unhappiness the opposite of happiness is interestingness. And it comes from a study that was done in the early 2000s where you interview a bunch of people who some of them have really high powered jobs where they're traveling a lot. They have like unbelievably hectic, busy lives. And some people have like very, very predictable, like suburban schedules where they don't do very much. And they live in these like sort of small towns and stuff like that. You interview these Two sets of people, the people with the really high powered careers who are going and coming all the time, they describe their lives as extremely interesting and mostly unhappy. And you look at the other set of people who have a very predictable life. They have a very normal, average kind of existence. They describe their life as not very interesting, but pretty darn happy. And so you have this spectrum that doesn't go from happiness to unhappiness. It goes from happiness to interestingness. And the more interesting your life gets and intense and crazy, and you recognize like, wow, my life is super interesting right now. But most of the time on a day-to-day basis, you are not very happy. And it's about this idea of where do you want to sit between the spectrum of happiness and interestingness at different points in your life? And we have pushed ourselves for the last 10, 13 years so far in the direction of interestingness. And on a day-to-day basis, we're like so stressed out most of the time, right? And at this point, we can move somewhere else toward the happiness end of that spectrum, right? Maybe a little bit less interesting on a day-to-day basis, but maybe a bit happier. Mm -hmm.
4: I, I, love I love that. that yeah. And I think you did a great job. You're yeah. not going to yeah, top yeah, it. telling that story.
0: <laughs> I got, I mean, I, I don't think I can. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I don't that think
3: that can. No. Yeah.
2: But that essentially suggests that happiness is connected to simplicity, right? It
1: is, right? But, yeah. And I think that like, it takes a lot, to realize that. And I I don't know. I wasn't someone who believed that. I was like, yeah, you get out there, you do all this amazing stuff and you're going to feel so satisfied and accomplished. And you do. And that's the thing. I think I feel really satisfied and accomplished with a lot of the things that we've done. But I think about my happiest moments and they're absolutely some of the simplest. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, if you think about it, right, like even take the example of a sports car, right, like a high end, super powered sports car. All of a sudden, You have to worry about the maintenance of it. You have to worry about like, oh man, if I take it to the stores, like I need to park it far away because someone might dent it. The streets are too bumpy. And so it like might bump, you know, the Mm -hmm. the car insurance is expensive. Like I have to run the engine at a certain rate because the engine doesn't function on like 25 per hour, mile per hour roads. Like there's a lot of stresses that come with the interesting and exciting thing of having a sports car, right? Whereas... You know, if you simplify it and and go with just kind of like the happy option of like, hey, I have a car that runs well and it's I don't have to do extra maintenance for it. It's totally fine. That's perfect. Like there is there is a beauty in the elegance and simplicity of, of normal everyday life that allows you mm-hmm. to put away a lot of those stressors that come with being interesting and pursuing an interesting lifestyle that allow you to just have happiness.
2: In other words, Mo Money. No problems. Mo problems. As, yeah, wise man once said. Right. <laughs> wise man once said. You that, know, yeah. really good with this is Ryan Trahan. Mm-hmm. I, I always say if there was one YouTuber I could be, it's Ryan Trahan. Yeah. Like, I think he has screen found screen. Screen this, this amazing space of simplicity. He has a small team. Yep. Oftentimes, he's filming with just himself and an iPhone. Mm-hmm. He can, you know, I remember, I, I think he told us he edited a, a video on the plane ride back from shooting the video uh-huh. with his editor, Zach, and like, it's a very simple setup they yeah. have now. Um, and he's he's been able to excel yep. in that simplicity. Um, and I really admire him yeah. uh, in, in the way that he's operated in, in a world of pretty complex desires on YouTube now, yeah. right? Like YouTube has become a place of complex desires. Yes. And I'm curious your perspective. I know you've talked a lot about the eras of YouTube. no. Yeah. And just this premise of of being a YouTube creator and what it means in twenty twenty four is so different than what it used to yeah. be. And I think these are connected conversations, the conversation around like interestingness and, and happiness mm-hmm. and simplicity. Yeah. So I'm curious your perspective on on YouTube today yeah. from the elder statesman <laughs> vantage point. Statesman. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Do you want to adjust your cravat? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um,
0: no, I, I think we're in an interesting era for a lot of reasons, right? I, we are definitely at the turning point of a new generation of YouTube, absolutely 100%. And it's on account of two things, right? I think Ryan Trahan represents a lot of what this new generation is, which is a swinging of the pendulum back, you know, for yeah. the last— what, three years or so? You know, everyone's talking about the Mr. Beastification of YouTube. I think, you know, it wasn't just Mr. Beast. There were a lot of other factors, but he was definitely like the the point of the spear in a lot of that where productions are bigger, expenses are higher. You know, it's it, we did a video about this uh, towards the end of last year about the era of yeah, excess. Yeah. You know, like it's everything rain, has yeah. to be the biggest, the most. I did everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Ryan Trahan represents that but to the complete other end which is i took it down to a penny i did this simple thing Mm -hmm. you know and and it is that simplicity and i think what you're seeing is kind of that swinging of the pendulum back towards embracing that sort of simplicity that relatability that human connection that really was foundational to the success of early youtube in a lot of ways um concurrent to that i think you have again we i've made passing mentions of it but that the the role of shorts on YouTube and the and the influence of TikTok on audience attention spans and production value right where as shorts continue to take over more and more of the feed and as TikTok continues to take up more and more of audience attention people are loyal to the platforms rather than individual creators yep. you know when everything is just a like let me scroll let me scroll let me scroll ha that was a funny video move on to the next one you don't you don't appreciate who was the person who actually made it right <laughs> like when you talk to people about TikTok they're like, oh, did you see that funny TikTok where yeah. – so- The guy did
1: this. Yeah, the yeah. guy did but this. who was the guy? Like, yeah, who was no the guy? Knows? And they're
0: like, yeah. oh, I forget what his name was. I get, And they have yeah. to mm-hmm. – maybe he saved it. They have to dig back through it. Or they can but- never find it again. Yeah. Or, yeah. or it's just gone. Yeah. For
1: me, I'm like, I can never find that again. Yeah. Right. I will mm-hmm. never see
0: this. It, it, that's exactly right. And so everything is this like passive watch experience where you're loyal to a platform. Mm-hmm. You're loyal to the feed. But you're not loyal to a creator. And it's very hard for a creator to kind of like put their stamp on that video and stand out from, from that crowd, right?
1: You were talking to somebody else. I think it was like a, I think it was a round table video that mm-hmm. you guys did mm-hmm. before it's the streaming. streamies. Oh, it was uh, uh,
0: Michelle yeah. Carey yeah. and- uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Brian. Yeah, and and a, and a bunch of other people who were talking about how um, there are, it's, it's really hard to, um, gr- like the, how they see a lot of trending videos from this past year, but not a lot of, exceptionally growing creators. There was there was a comment a like that that really about resonated that. about mm-hmm, that. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I think that's a great way of putting it where, yes, lots and lots of trending videos, an, an individual video that's like 200 million views mm-hmm. and not as many of those like uh, creators, especially, this sounds like a bad way to put this, but like middle class creators, but like creators who are um on the rise mid-tier. or mid-tier. mid-tier creators. <laughs> mid-tier cre- That's us. That's, yeah, that, that, that's that,
2: an inside that's, joke that we're probably gonna have to cut. I know. Sorry about that. Too, it's much, it's too much context. Long, yeah, I was
1: like, I was like to explain this. Well, <laughs> no, okay,
0: right, um, yeah. <laughs> call back to a 2018 video. <laughs> yeah, 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 Don't yeah, worry
1: about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's chunk of creators in there who again have small teams who aren't um who aren't interested in necessarily being everything for everyone, but are interested in kind of staying in their lane and doing a great job of it. I'm seeing less of those or like just maybe not as, as many as I would have expected. Totally. Um, and I think that, that comment really summed it up really well. People
2: are chasing that the, the big video, like yep. in the vi- video conversation of the week, mm-hmm. um, and maybe overlooking the, like, what does this look like in three years? Mm-hmm. Like, what is my, like, we talked about this before we started recording, but we always think about formats on a 52 week mm-hmm. cycle. Like yep. what does 52 mm-hmm. weeks of this look yeah. like? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, but I do think it's swinging back. There's mm-hmm. a lot of lo-fi kind of stuff working. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. It's not necessarily that it's taking over. Right. But there's stuff working that's mm-hmm. lower fi and, even long-form podcasting yeah. is something that's interesting. People are, yeah. I just want to see what happened in the room. Yeah, yeah smart to be yeah, in that it's space. Either, it's either yeah, super
0: yeah. short or super long. Right. You know, <laughs> but yeah. that, that kind of like middle era is is tough to come by at yeah. this point, for sure.
4: Is, um, there, is there anything that you would do to change YouTube to make it a better place for
0: creators? To make it better? I, I would have broken out shorts into its own separate viewing experience, to be honest. Into I, a separate I, app. Yeah, into a separate app, yeah. I, I think yes. I think you are trying to create two two different watch experiences on the same platform and... The way they operate are fundamentally different mm-hmm. from each other. One is a passive scroll mm-hmm. that gives you those quick hits of dopamine and are funny, and uh, it's like good discoverability for a lot of smaller tier creators. And it's or bigger tier creators, yeah, or yeah, just a
1: lot yeah. of
4: discoverability. No, my, my concern is always just that it threatens the viewing behavior.
0: Correct, and the viewing behavior of YouTube is so unique to
4: YouTube, exactly. exactly.
0: Well, and people underestimate the value of the channel page, where it really, when you break it down, YouTube is a large website with a lot of smaller websites on it, and and those smaller websites are called YouTube channel pages. And, and, you know, and, and so when I go to look for a Colin and Samir video, I type in Colin and Samir. I right. know who you are. I know what you are. I recognize your thumbnail. Your brand is everywhere. Your brand is in the the title. Your brand is how you thumbnail. Your brand is, you know, the content that I'm getting. And so I like everywhere you go on YouTube proper, like long form YouTube, That brand exists in shorts and in any sort of feed-based thing on TikTok either. There is no thumbnail. The title is hidden off to the corner. Your brand logo is off in the corner.
1: I better recognize your face and your microphones. And that's what I've got. I mean,
0: even if you look at, at VidCon from this past year, as you looked around the creator hotel, the amount of people in kind of. Over the top, brightly colored, wacky outfits. Was <laughs> Did through you guys the roof. see this too? Did you notice Did you that? You notice that?
2: No, that's interesting. Uh, I mainly just noticed that. That we talked to Hank about this, but like someone would come up to us and say hello and say they liked our stuff and mm-hmm. we'd be like, "Oh, thanks so much." Yeah. And then we'd be like, well, "And what do you do?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, we're a TikTok creator." Oh, okay, cool. And then we'd look them up and they have like 15 million uh-huh. followers. Yeah. And you were like, "Right." That was the crazy thing. Was yeah, like it's nuts everyone was famous and no one was famous. Right, yeah. Right? Like, it it was like, and fans are creators and creators are fans. Mm -hmm. And everyone was just everything. Right. And I was like, VidCon used to be. There's a couple of celebrity yep. creators, and everyone else is there as a fan. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, but
1: that's it's very what, hard to stand out. The wacky to, outfits. To yeah, one well, of the wacky outfits. Yeah, no, I think that's what we're talking about. One, and
0: I think, the, and, the, and the reason why, you know, or at least our theory, our game theory, <laughs> I had to do it at least once. I'm Man, so sorry.
2: Whenever you say that for the rest of your life, huh? constant. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you have to do the bit it, to yourself. I am <laughs> legally required to do <laughs> it. I'm Spark so under sorry, under and then apologize crack. immediately. Yeah. And then after you have I'm to pay
0: royalties. Royalties back to LunarX, corporate overlord LunarX. (laughs) Um, No, but it's one of those things where our theory is the reason why the the Crater Hotel looks so different this past year is because you need a visual thing to stand out immediately Mm -hmm. as you're scrolling through. It's like, oh, that's the person who dresses like they're from Good Burger or, oh, that's the person with like the neon green tutus or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily know who you are, but I immediately within that split second of me flipping, I have that moment of visual recognition because there is no thumbnail you know, it's, it's whatever the first frame of your video is. Mm. There is, there is none of those other branding things that you trust on YouTube. And so for, for me, if I were to make that one, one small change to YouTube, which isn't that small of a change, but I would have broken the two out and still have them talk back and forth to each other in some way, you know, be able to link between one app and the other app, or maybe there's long form connections there somewhere, but, you know, do it in two separate watch experiences where, the screen real estate one isn't cannibalizing the screen real estate of another one.
2: I think they're actually maybe planning for the mega, like the the, the very long term mm-hmm. of connected TV versus mobile. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Because uh, we've said this before, but they have us on both mm-hmm. at one time. Sure. Mm-hmm. The amount of people who are probably watching connected TV and also scrolling shorts. Yeah. That means now you just doubled your watch time sure, right, across yeah. two products, yeah. right? And so that that could still happen if it yeah. was a separate app, but I, I imagine it would be much more challenging to bring people over to that mm-hmm. other app.
0: Oh no, I, right?
2: I mean, like it's just—I mean, it would be. But I understand mm-hmm. the case from them. Yeah, oh sure, yeah. No, I understand.
1: I, I understand why they did it, and I also—and here's the thing—I think we. We have like a, a good amount of faith in YouTube. Like we're, we're like yeah. fans of yeah. the platform. Yeah. We like YouTube. And it sustained and,
2: us and it yeah, allowed us all to build careers for yeah. over a decade. Hundred exactly. percent, which is pretty substantial. Yes. I yeah, I think where absolutely.
1: you get into some trouble is when there's so much going on on the back end of YouTube, and YouTube doesn't understand it. Right. I think <laughs> there are a lot of unintended consequences that happen when YouTube tests things. Yeah, and they're and the only way to test them a lot of times. This is not their fault, but the only way to test them is by using people's real channels and real income and real right, employees, right, right, right? right? And and if they've made a miscalculation mm-hmm. and if they haven't really thought through how the shorts feed actually cannibalizes long form or or vice versa or whatever, there are unintended consequences and there there are fallout. But those are real people that are in the fallout, right? Well,
0: and and I th- and I think there I think there might have been a, a case of uh, c- correlation versus causation with YouTube in a lot of ways, so. Obviously, Shorts was a very strong reaction to TikTok, right? Where like, oh man, TikTok's eating our lunch. All like TikTok's the new hip thing and all the kids are on TikTok. And YouTube is now the old man in the room. Just like YouTube swooped in and took the audience away from traditional media, here's TikTok in that same role now with old man YouTube, right? And I think they saw that and, and panicked and they're like, how do we get the young people to make YouTube hip again, how do we get the, oh no, cr- young, the youth? Yeah, how do we get the, the yeah, how do we get the youth onto our platform, right? <laughs> but I think what they underestimated was the reason why TikTok was so exciting for these people. It wasn't necessarily one minute videos. It wasn't necessarily like a vertical scroll or things like that. What it really was was a lower barrier to entry. Of
2: course,
3: you know,
0: yeah. it was that idea of in order to find success on the platform. It could just be me on my phone, you know, and I don't need this big production where I buy every single Barbie dream house and then review it for the next hour. Or, which is a great video, by which, the way. Which was a, a fantastic <laughs> video. But also, like, it's difficult for a yeah. small aspiring yeah. creator to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You know, I don't have a big team. I don't – or even as a viewer, right? If I'm a kid in school who wants to watch a digital video, I don't have – a half hour to 45 minutes to watch or three hours to watch a Colin and Samir podcast, right? I don't, I don't, like, yeah, I mean. How's your minute. middle school
2: demographic? Is it pretty <laughs> got, good? This has got to be big yeah. in middle school. <laughs> huge, we're yeah. popping
0: off, boys. Let's go between uh, Mrs. Smith's geometry class. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's one of those things where the platform and the algorithm, because it was so optimized for long-form, long-form yeah. satisfaction, long-time watch time, you know, all of that stuff, you lost a lot of what founded YouTube in the first place, which was short popcorn viewing videos, you know, one minute, two minute, three yeah. minutes that you could watch and share easily. And
1: so there was t- totally an open space in the market <clears> for that. And hey, and TikTok, TikTok did a great it. job of finding yeah. it. And Isn't so-
0: it funny
2: that they're now, they just announced 30 minute upload time yeah. on TikTok? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well,
1: because mm-hmm. everybody's got to go, everybody's
2: right? Everybody's got to smush in. Everyone, everyone has them. to steal
0: Everyone's each other's saying, be
2: well, exactly.
1: Because, well, because also, like, I mean the the clock is no offense no no pun intended. The clock is ticking on TikTok in terms of making right. creators money through something other than brand deals, right? I, th- I think Especially, you intended that joke.
0: I, I think that pun was intended. <laughs> I'm just calling something out on this anyway. was an intended pun.
1: <laughs> so in a year like 2023, right? Um I think read again, uh yeah. we we saw the night letter <laughs> that went out at the end of 2022 being like, hey guys, buckle yeah. up, don't buy the Lambos next year. It's gonna be a rough ride. And uh, we're expecting brand deals to be harder to get in 2023. And lo and behold, they were, you know, generally a bit harder to get, not in every, not in every vertical, right? Yeah. But there was, there was some uncertainty in the marketplace, right? And, you know, I think Knight has made no bones about this. When they sent out that letter, they were like, you know, this isn't- night
2: Knight Media run yeah. by Reed who manages Mr. Beast. Sorry. Yes. I uh, just want the context. The context yeah. for this.
1: So <clears throat> when managers in the space have been concerned about- mm-hmm. The financial stability of creators this year in general, those concerns haven't necessarily been targeted at operations like ours or yeah. like yours. Right. They've been targeted at short-form creators and TikTokers mm-hmm. who rely very heavily on brand integrations. And if those go away, it's like one one revenue stream, right?
2: One. Single revenue stream. Yeah. Single.
1: Yeah. And maybe yeah. you have merch. Maybe. Maybe you have a product. But maybe if you're not. the D'Amelios. Yeah. No, 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 but probably, probably yeah. not. Probably not. If it's just sponsorships and there's one bad year, that can crush you. And so TikTok is in this position where they, I mean, they know that. And yeah, of course they're going to try and create longer form opportunities for people to bring in real ad revenue, right? And now
2: they've got what Twitter to contend with, I guess. Where do you think, uh, okay, Mm -hmm. do you guys
0: watch sports? Every once in a while. We we dabble. We dabble.
2: Yeah. The Olympics comes on every four
0: years. Derek Fisher. I've I've heard the name. Please refresh. Los Angeles
2: Lakers player. Okay. Yes. I grew up watching. Yeah. He became the head of the NBA, like, Players Association. Okay, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, essentially the Players Union. Sure. I've been very curious, uh, as, like, this crop starts to age up. Yeah. What, what happens to someone like, or people like you guys? Like, do you become the Derek Fishers of <laughs> YouTube, right? Because, like, you have a lot of perspective. Sure. I remember listening to... Uh, listening to one of your videos, I don't remember, maybe it was about shorts or maybe it was about the $1.7 million loss. Sure. when you're talking about defy yeah. and I was like, you speak with a kind of a political, uh, cadence at times. <laughs> and I was like, do you, My is there, fellow influence. Yeah, yeah, is there, is there a world where you like, what, where do we all net out? Like, is there like a, there's been attempts at creator unions. I don't believe those can work yeah. because I don't think we are Talent in the same way, or we're not like
0: <laughs> talented. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah we're right but sure. we're just not. We're not. Just here. a bunch of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you ever like go into YouTube and work at? Like, d- does one of us become the CEO of YouTube? You
0: know, you know, honestly, like it is one of those things that as we look towards what is you know next steps for us, you yeah. know, like if if there is that period of time where it's like, hey, theorist is off to college and we have emptiness syndrome and we want to do something else yeah. you know let's let's work on another project there's always been talks about us you know doing that you know either you know hey maybe we do want to step in at YouTube or maybe right. we do want to work on some product like our thing has always been try to help uplift other creators and try to help make digital media. A a more viable, accepted, respected platform, you know, because because yeah. mm-hmm. we all see it, right? We all are, you know, the creators and the brands of the future, you know, and we are the production studios of now, you know, and it still boggles my mind that traditional media refuses to acknowledge that and and to that have tide's those kind of,
2: starting to change, starting because to, it, but yeah, because, because it has to because they that, got nothing yeah. else to talk yeah, about, right? Yeah, like they have to. to, yeah,
0: but. You know, if instead of being scared of that, you know, there should be someone or people to kind of help yeah. mitigate those sorts of things. So for us, you know, it was very important during my tenure as host of the channels to serve as kind of an elder statesman or as, sure. as like a state of the union of YouTube to equip creators with the knowledge that they needed and and to talk to YouTube who might be listening and creators who are listening about like, Hey, this is the ecosystem as it currently exists.
1: We get a lot of emails from YouTube employees after uh, like a meta video goes up after, after like we write a video where Matthew rants Mm -hmm. on the couch for 15 minutes, we get a lot of, we get a lot of emails from YouTube being like, we pass that around. Like everybody, everybody watched that over here. And Oh, that's, it was really interesting. You know, we know that that stuff gets seen and that's so cool. Like how cool is that? I know for a fact that like, Susan Wojcicki saw most of the meta videos that right. we did, yeah. and yeah. or or her assistant did a very good job of informing her, right? Yeah, sure. Whatever, <laughs> and like that's that's so cool, and it would be a shame to lose that entirely, or or to just take a step so far back that we don't get to participate in any of that. We've we're already actually in talking about um, you know creator advocacy at the um, like at the state and national level to mm-hmm. create business parity for YouTubers to make cool. sure that they have the yep. same rights as other media companies the same tax breaks the same um the same uh like employment laws because a lot of that stuff has been left in this like weird gray area because no one has taken the time to articulate it to you know people who are real decision makers in policy and things like that and we're getting to that point in the industry where that stuff is now possible and and yeah we're actually like we we've already been in meetings about that for the last year to talk about being Effective voices in that space. And it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And other than that, I think creator advocacy is is it's awesome, right? How like how fortunate do we have to be in life in general to be in a position where we're like, OK, money is not our our most limited resource at this point. And once we get a little bit more time freed up on the background, then then time is not a super, super limited resource in the way that it is right now. Mm-hmm. And then we can turn our attention to be like, well, if we have that kind of freedom, we should be advocating for other people to have it too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: And that's, I mean, how awesome is that? What, what an incredible awesome. privilege. Yeah,
2: I, This is not really where we are in the conversation, but can mm-hmm. I ask a, just a data question? Sure. Sure. Um, just about the type of data we should care about. You have this yeah. this great quote that I uh, I pulled that was about explicit versus implicit data. Yeah. And that YouTube has so much more implicit data right now. They don't need you to like a video. They don't need you to subscribe. Yeah. They can understand your behavior without you having to take an action. Yes. 100%. I thought that was really interesting. And I'm just curious for uh, creators in general, like data has become a big conversation. We have yeah. a lot of data at our fingertips. Um, what What do you think creators need to care about when it comes to data?
0: I would say, I mean, it's, it's interesting because over the course of this past year, the algorithm has shifted probably every two to three months as YouTube has tried to figure out where shorts fit in and what the right cadence is there. So there have been a lot of metrics that have been shifting and pivoting, and we've seen that reflected in the data over the course of the last year.
1: That data comes from the fact that uh, we've had a lot of discussions about that, that, that particular quote, um, comes from the idea that we've had a lot of conversations about subscribers, not being a metric to look at.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: So subscribership is not, it, it's not something that YouTube needs anymore. I don't think, I think it's just there so that mm-hmm. people can click a button cool, and, and have a, and have a bookmark and yeah. And click play buttons. Uh,
0: but at the end of the day, I mean like priority number one is uh, average views per video. So that way you can see like, Hey, I yeah, didn't, yeah. it wasn't just a one-off, but it was a, I I'm building a sustained audience. And even though the next video might not have done well as the one that popped off, did I gain more, sub- not subscribers, did I gain more regular viewers off of that? And, and are I mean, you I'm looking at growing.
2: returning viewers versus new viewers? In, yes, exactly. In, in yeah. that
0: average mm-hmm. views per video. Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're yeah, you're exactly. like
1: VPV 30 <clears throat> views per video over the last mm-hmm. 30 days, over the last 90 days. What we encourage a lot of uh, our team to do, who anyone who's in the data regularly, is take a close look at what's happening right now and then – very regularly, like almost with every upload, zoom out, like zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. And remember, to your point earlier, you're planning a 365-day-a-year a uh, yeah. programming mm-hmm. cycle. Zoom out. Where are right. you in mm-hmm. that cycle, right? And if you're not understanding the wider context of your data, you're missing a, the opportunities to actually spot the trends, right? Right. So I think that's one of the things that our team— it wasn't intuitive for them to necessarily pick up immediately because they were very focused on how did this week's video do? And we're like, well, okay, this one did fine, I guess, but without understanding how the last 10 videos did, you don't really understand how this one did. And if you don't know how we're trending for the year, you don't know how this video did either.
0: Well, right? And and I, th- and I think, so on one hand, it's, it's that zoom out mentality, but I, I would actually counter and say, go into each piece of content with a goal and with an with a purpose, a KPI, you know, a, a K per for your KPI. Um, it's it's this idea of
2: KPI uh, means for the young. Oh yes, for, for the youth. You're sorry, yeah. your, your,
0: your key performance indicator. Yeah. Yes, like, so, your goal. What are yeah. you goal tracking? What's, what's what your you goal? Yeah, yeah, man, we're dropping all the all yeah. the yeah. words uh. here, but but yeah. So <laughs> so what is your goal? Because I think a lot of creators just upload videos. With a vague idea, it's going to do well. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, it yeah. will get views. You know, or maybe it'll monetize. And what we found is that no one piece of content can do all of those things. Right. It can't. It can't be satisfying to subscribers and get you new viewers and also get a lot of watch time, but also maximize CPMS and this and that. different pieces of content work differently all the time. And so, what we always recommend is, if you're, you know, take take our channel for instance, we have our wheelhouse franchises of like. Indie horror, you know, on game theory. But maybe this week we're going to cover Fortnite because it's trendy and it's not in our mm-hmm. audience's wheelhouse. Let's see how many new viewers. This is this is a play for new viewers. We want to bring more new viewers onto this video because it is not in our existing audience's wheelhouse. And so we do it, and then we look at, see, see how many new viewers came over off of that video and also how many subscribers we got off that video. It's an antiquated metric, but it is a metric that is relevant for that specific video. And then you go to like, hey, we need to, we want this video to uh, be, to, to kind of maximize watch time. You know, the last couple of videos have been short. We want something that's a little bit more narrative. We're going to stretch the retention time. You know, let's, let's get people to watch longer sessions. Let's look at that retention time graph and let's see where the peaks and valleys were. Or, hey, we wanted to run an experiment in the middle where we told people to go back and rewatch. Like, did that work? How did that work? And so for us, Each video is an opportunity to experiment and to achieve something new with your channel. And it's an opportunity to learn. And that over the course of 13 years, we have done that over and over and over again, week over week, over week, over week, 44 videos a week or whatever from a month. And you, by doing that, you get such control and such power over your programming and over your content that you then have a really good sense of, hey, if I need an audience booster, I need to, to dip into this type of content or if I need to get people to click on, on that link at the end of the video or click on a sponsor link or whatever, I know based on looking at the data and the tests that I've explicitly run that that is, you know, I need to say mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z and I need to frame it in, in this way.
1: Yeah, but the point is that you can't test everything on one yeah. video and one video can't achieve everything. You can't have an experimental video that also activates the wheelhouse audience and drives subscribership, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be you can only measure a video's success if you know what the goal
2: of the video is, right? right? If yep. you don't
1: have an end in mind, you don't know how you're going yep. to get there, or if you've gotten there.
2: Yep, yep. And it's not always just one out of ten, one out of ten, one out of 10. right. Exactly. No, I no. think
1: I think that's and the people we know. I'd be curious about the people you've interviewed. The people we know are very split on that as the as the first thing you see when mm-hmm. you log into analytics. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is the is the ranking? Because I mean, even for channels like ours, that can sometimes be very misleading. If we're intentionally sure. doing an experimental episode, we know that that's not going to be the biggest view getter, but that wasn't the point because that's not what we're testing. Yeah. And so that's not a relevant thing to see. But it is hurtful to be like, oh, six out of ten. Yeah, okay. Yeah. like yeah. you know, it's a gut punch. Yeah, right. it's a gut sure. punch. And so we know people who are like, oh, that's really helpful. And I think for the most part, we find it really you know, pretty helpful. Yeah. But we know people who hate it because. If they're not setting out to necessarily get the most views on every video, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the only thing they're testing, totally. then it's it totally throws your game off, right? Yeah, I mean, for us, we, we've
4: had two out of tens that 60 days later, uh, way underperform right? yeah, in To what yeah, was totally. maybe a six or seven for, out of ten. Right, yeah. For me,
2: it's just AVD. Yep. Because uh, what we're making is extreme long form. Sure, absolutely. So, like, when we see an AVD in the 40 to 60-minute range, yep. we're like, oh, people are in.
0: Yeah, people like yeah, it. Yep. Right? They like totally. it.
2: Totally. If you start to see it dip in the thirty minute or mm-hmm. twenty minute, because we're pushing, you know, two hours. Yeah, right? absolutely. Who knows what we're pushing? We've been right here now. all night.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea what Sunday. the sun is doing at this <laughs> yeah. point, right? So I think my flight at? left like yeah. five <laughs> hours ago. Yeah. You live here now? Are you guys <laughs> flying out tonight? <laughs> no, no. Okay, no, good. <laughs> early <laughs> early I 4 like, 4 am tomorrow, to tomorrow, early you I'm just gonna sleep under your table.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we optimize for like like
0: watch. Yeah, that's Matt Pat. We can't get the lead. Hi Ryan. he has been here since the recording. Hey Jimmy. Yeah. So this is my home now, but yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I totally agree, but I I think that's I think it's a really good note mm-hmm. to say that each video has a different purpose, yeah. Uh, and I think it's okay that not all of them are pegged at the same. For know. for
0: me, yeah. well, the I think the when it comes to average view duration, the thing that I like looking at is the nuance of new viewers versus returning viewers and how the duration is for each of right, those. Right. right. You would expect returning viewers to be slightly longer, and new viewers to be slightly less, just because that's that's how it works. Yep. But I like seeing what the delta is between those two mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden, hey, if that new viewer was pretty darn close to where that returning viewer is, it means like I've mm-hmm. gotten them. And I'm and I knowing how to speak to these new viewers in a way that's retaining them and likely converting them into someone who's going to follow us moving forward. Those are people who rem- will remember yeah. my brand. Ex- right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly right.
2: Have you shot the final video? <laughs> part of it.
0: Yeah. We oh, yeah. actually just came from shooting part of it yesterday. Oh, really?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's how gonna, does,
4: does it involve pyrotechnics? Like how? Oh, how, it's cr- going to be, be kind of tricky.
1: I think it's going to be wild. It's going to be kind of a wacky one. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think mm-hmm. people who want to have a a fun, quirky ending will not be disappointed.
3: Great.
0: Good. I, yeah, if wow. you want, you, wanna, good, you, good, say, you can say as much as no. uh, else as you want. to no, say. No, I think you know <laughs> the the emotional sign off was the the goodbye internet video. Yeah, yep. The fun the fun celebratory sign-off that is a, a, a celebration of kind of the, the last 13 years of me hosting these channels, that is what's coming next. And I think it's going to be unexpected. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fan servicey. And I think people who tune in are going to have a, themselves a, a good time.
4: Wow. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's great.
2: Uh-huh. I do want to acknowledge that there are comps in traditional media for stuff like this, right. Where mm-hmm. it's like, whether it's late night hosts, sure. right. Or, um, the way we've
1: uh-huh. likened it is actually the the last season of a quarterback of a football team, right? So like if see, see it, like, you dabble with
0: sportsball, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sportsball. We're, yeah. we're
1: sports
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh,
1: so we, so you know you get an announcement that like a QB is retiring pro- almost a full season right before mm-hmm. they yeah, actually true. retire, right? True. Yeah. And so that last season, and that's on purpose, right? The team wants you to tune in to all of you know every game that yeah. that person is in until they retire, and so it's it's. We've kind of likened it to that. It's like, okay, we're going to give people like a season's worth of heads up. And yeah, it's like it's 10 videos or nine videos because we miscounted on all of the channels. <laughs> yeah. We didn't actually miscount. That was I don't kind know. of the joke. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But sure. Yeah. Sure we
0: didn't. <laughs> J- Jason. Jason on our team, who is our, our uh, chief creative officer, he's very adamant saying, I, we did not miscount. I, I fully <laughs> okay. anticipated that okay. one to be the first of the theory. I,
3: Fine.
1: He,
0: he was like, I can't believe you would say that. I'm like… <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine, Jason. It's okay. But anyway, yes. So anyway, okay. please continue.
1: So, uh, no, it was like, so that it's the last season, 10 episodes on each channel, right? But, you know, it's 40 episodes. So there's a whole season. Yeah, that's
0: a whole, that's season, a whole right? season. And <laughs> but you're anyway. making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> then we're at the Super Bowl. What were no, we going to say about late night hosts? And oh,
2: stuff? that's all I was saying is that those oh. comps. Like, it, oh, I think a comp, the sports yeah. team sports is good, is like good because like, the team continues with a new quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Absolutely. New quarterback, new late night host, new new doctor. If you're a Doctor Who fan, a Whovian. Nope. No. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> Fine. Quarterbacks then. Yes. Yeah. Go yeah. yeah. Sports Yeah. Theory. Great. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. jocks. <laughs> <were laughs> <inside laughs> <too>. Sports <laughs> theory is <laughs> going to be a banger <laughs> with you guys, yeah. Yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We to host. We could host. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. There else. you go. Know. We're, the,
1: we're in the market for hosts. Yeah. 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 A creative director.
0: There you go. Yeah, there it is. I don't know what that does. Damn it. This whole time. I don't know what that does. God. We have failed so mightily across the board.
2: Well, I'm very excited to see. What comes next? Thank you. Uh, Again, I think like this is a moment that I think obviously you saw it across the whole platform where it almost was like everyone wanted to, everyone was ready to share something based on this, right? You you gave a lot of people permission uh, to even think in this direction. And I think, you know, we've all in different ways in this era pioneered something new in media Mm -hmm. and then specifically on the platform started to. You know, there's a lot of these people who are on the Mount Rushmore who have pioneered things. Yeah. And I think you've done it in many different ways, but I think this year you did it in a way that gave a lot of people permission to look at themselves and recognize which parts of this job they like, don't like, mm-hmm. how they want to continue it. What's even possible? Yeah. Is it possible to retire? You know? So thank oh, you guys. We'll see.
1: Here's the thing. Yeah. Like, is it possible to retire? I, we're going we're gonna to find out. We'll find right? out. Yeah, I'm absolutely. really excited. I'm, I'm just tuned. as excited to see as everyone else.
0: <laughs> I mean, but it, it, I mean, it isn't it, like, you're not going to find out. I mean, it is easy. You can retire. You just stop. It you depends stop. How many you times, yeah, done. Yeah.
4: Tom Brady retired. Sure. And nine, then comes
0: back. Right. But you can always, I mean, it's up to you though, whether you hit that upload <laughs> button again, right. And yeah. that publish button. Yeah. No, but thank you. That, that yeah, means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Actually. That's like, when I think about like, did we leave our mark and were we a good role model for the future generations of creator like that to me? Is really important, you know, yeah. it's been important for me to steward our audience through a chunk of their life and teach them something wacky about Mario being a sociopath or whatever, sure. you know, or a little, something that got them through like a, a science test or whatever. But at the end of the day, too, like I look at this industry and how privileged we have both been to be in the early days of it and to help shape it and pioneer it in a lot of different ways. And so to... You know, the, like our hope is to have left this platform a little bit better as a result. So, thank you for saying that. That was that means a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of All right, course. Guys. cool.
2: Well, All right. where do people follow you personally now? Nowhere, nowhere. Isn't that weird? We we a That's a wild that. one. Okay. Right. No, I guess look we, at their Instagrams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 put, plug. will pu- Elon something. here. Okay. Follow yeah. me at uh, MatPatGT on Twitter. That'll be the, or on X, uh, I guess. At this, M A T P A T G T. It's
1: the same on Instagram and TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. MatPatGT on all of them. So okay. I probably have to lose the GT at this point. But yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Amazing. Pat, yeah. The yeah. end. Cool. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. You. Thank Thank you guys. Yeah, no, yeah. appreciate the time. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>